0: Okay, thanks. I'm gonna have to beat somebody's ass. My whirly bird ran away. He was just like, if you want, he's like every couple weeks I'll charge you I'll charge you ten dollars.
1: I furnish. If you were friends with William Shatner, would you call him the Shat? Yes. What is a Shat? Is a Shat a shit? That's, uh, yes. Like, I I shot myself. I think it's just, like, a little bit of shit. Like, it's, it's, but it's more than a Shart. More than a
0: Shart. More than a Shart, less than a shit. Yep. Is a Shat. Right in between. He called William Shatner the Shat. I don't know if he would appreciate it, though. Bill Shatner. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that... Would you know think that was funny, or has heard it a lot throughout his life? And you he's think just, he has, or he he'd probably be like you? You're a fucking disgrace to human There's, kind. Whenever <laughs> you said to it to human, him. yeah, to human, you, you're a fucking disgrace to human.
1: I uh, human. I I like to think that I come up with clever things,
0: but okay. usually
1: afterwards I'm reminded that like, hey, was that
0: your thing that you came up with? Was no. the chat okay? No, uh, the thing I was, like, I I'm pretty sure somebody came up with that before. was. uh, <laughs> no.
1: I, I want to start writing these a, a series of jokes uh, that are a like, series
0: of unjoking events. <laughs> no, uh, they're like kids these days. Jokes. Oh, I'll be like you're gonna be like a uh, what's his name? Yes, Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know. Like okay. I get no respect. Yeah, kids these days. I never get no respect. No, I wasn't gonna oh, do man. that.
1: Uh, no, I was gonna like the one I came up with was. Uh, are you doing
0: stand-up? No. Like, are you gonna do open mic anytime soon?
1: No. I don't have enough material yet. Tomorrow. Um, No, but I wrote this one and it it goes a little like this. But the kids these days... (laughs) (laughs) The kids these days... um, So... I'm, I'm wondering if, if kids... It, do you have to have the accent like you're from Jersey? <laughs> do I have an accent? You just, the kids these days... Well, I think that's just the way it rolled off my tongue. I didn't mean for that. Okay. I'm wondering if the kids these days... Okay, that sounds
0: is well that better? Like it. Yeah, it sounds like
1: you. Um, If they think that dimensions, like like a 3x5, do they think that that's like a collaboration between two numbers? Like, because artists
0: collaborate constantly And they the put time. the X in between. Yeah. Like, yeah and that's its dimensions it are two yeah. numbers. I don't think they think that, though. You don't? No. <laughs> but it was a It's fun. a good joke. It's it, a good joke. got it right I got, it right, right away, I got it right away. I knew exactly <laughs> what
1: had had it was. I've had to explain it to a few people. Really?
0: Yeah. It's earlier... Was it today? No, it was yesterday. We were... Me and Mandy were driving um, home from eating at Harbaugh's. Uh, we stopped and got some some cuckoo bubble tea. Oh, okay. And then uh, on our way home, I started. I was just like, I'm gonna go to Spotify and I'm gonna play some of these new releases that came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. Nothing of which I would normally listen to, but uh, we scrolled through the list and there's some artists that are on there that uh, instead of you know like typically you'll have your song title and it'll say the artist underneath and it'll also say next to the artist underneath it'll say featuring. Blah, 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 yeah. That's in their thing. Mm-hmm. Artists have started writing the featuring part in the in, next to the song title now, and also next to the thing, so it'll be like Halsey featuring the Chainsmokers. Like it'll be like Closer Hal- featuring the Chainsmokers. Halsey featuring the Chainsmokers right underneath it. Yeah, and it was like ten songs in a row that was like that. And I was just like, why are they writing it this way? They it's really stupid. want you to know what's going on there. Um, I
1: learned another thing, though, that I must share. Um, so you've been in a bar a time or two or a place of, of, uh, of a restaurant there. or anything. It doesn't oh, really have okay. to be an alcohol thing. Sure. I've um, been in both. But you've seen uh, ice in the urinals. Yeah, yeah. You seen that? Yeah, I don't get that. Um, I didn't either. And then I read this yeah. article. Okay. And it explained it. There's, there's two kind of thoughts behind it. Uh, one of them is that... Originally, when they created urinals, urinals didn't have like a flush. They were just kind of like a, a, a pee tub that you just pee in and like, mm-hmm. it just goes down. And if you don't have a flush, you kind of get stagnant funk there. Oh. So the ice would it melt with and, the it warm and it create That makes sense. So it just kind of creates a flush. And then also, um, bars didn't really have a place to throw ice at the end of the night, like dirty ice... So instead of throwing it down the toilet and clogging up the toilet or throwing the sink, mm-hmm. they put it in the urinal. And so it kind of had a dual purpose. You got a place to get rid of the ice, plus you had a flush. Now that we're in 2019 and all the urinals have automatic flushes, even not just flushes, but automatic, it's kind of a null point. But that's where it came from, is that you had a way to have constant water is there, flowing I
0: through. I can't think for the last time I've seen a place that's had that. Ice in the, in the urinal? Yeah. Um, it's few and far between. It's probably at real dank places. I feel like, not that it's a dank place. I'm not speaking bad at it at all. PKs. The last, yes, the last <laughs> time I was at PKs, their bathroom was not it's the dank. best. Um, it always is. But I feel like that would be a place where I would see it. Also, you... any place that has the trough funeral. Uh, yes. I, I, I don't, none Which of I believe be that ever. PKs may have a trough they, funeral. They might also. have that as well. Uh, they um, also
1: have a door that doesn't lock, so if you got to take a poopy, uh, someone might be hanging that. out with I wouldn't you... do it there. I would hold that. I would
0: hold that in. Got the turtle head. I would force it back up there. Um, So Monopoly with Victoria Monet is an Ariana Grande song featuring Victoria Monet, but in the (laughs) song title, Monopoly with Victoria Monet. And then it's wow, directly underneath Neon Moon with Casey Musgraves, Brooks and Dunn featuring Casey Musgraves. You sound like you're listing off something from the Grammys. Yeah, like, it sounds like that, but why would you need to write it like that in your songs? People you get it. It says it's featuring directly underneath. They really want that cred, yo. I guess, They gotta yo. get that cred.
1: Um, How you been? What you been up to? Oh, so much. You have? Yep. Are you lying to me? Nope. Are, uh, you, are sim- you a cowardly lion, I'm, or are you a Simba? <laughs> I'm not. Stop. <laughs> uh,
0: this past week, I had a bit of a quote-unquote vacation um, you, you had time away from lunch, I, and by lunch I'm I made work. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, ate, I ate a lot of lunch during <laughs> this vacation. Um, good lunches all around. <laughs> the uh, lunch will be served. So I left work early that Sunday night. Um, th- not this Sunday, but the, the past, previous Sunday. Um, and then I had off all the way up until that next Sunday. I went back in and I worked the last eight hours of my shift. Because the way that my vacation works, I needed to make sure I would have enough hours to have vacation time later on in the year when I needed it. So I just said, I'm just going to take the first four hours to give myself a little extra rest. Now I have to wake up super early to plan on going to work and stuff. So I took the first four hours and went in and just worked the last eight hours of the shift. So it was like basically almost a whole week's worth of vacation. That nice. I had there. And plus I've had the last three days off too. Um, so it's been pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, during that point in time we made it a point to get uh betty's nursery completely done Um, so uh everything is finally done meaning we've got the uh the crib up we've got uh knickknacks paddy and dog's bones hanging on walls gross um yep and uh we got uh all of her clothes like a little bit more reorganized and everything in the closet and whatnot and Got everything pretty much down to where we needed to. We just need to hang up some more uh, pictures and stuff that we were wanting to do. Um, but we have to get the... Uh, I don't really know what you call it. Like the uh, the picture frame wiring. You know what I'm talking about? Like stuff that's like... We have some canvas things that people, friends of ours that have painted for us mm-hmm. that we would like to hang up, but the canvas doesn't have anything that doesn't has like a hooks or anything. Yeah. So you can either get the, like the screwed in like little hooks that you can just hang it on like a nail from yeah. the wall or you can get the, the wiring that would go from there that you can hang it on the nail with. For shizzle. Um, so I we'll have to get some of those to finish that up. But um, this uh, this past weekend we had our first really big family trip which I know you were in St. Louis for as well. Part of it. We talked about it a little bit too before. We um, had the, uh, the Ret and Link show. Yeah. Um, and then we also went to uh, the Comic Con in St. Louis. Uh, so... Drive up and drive back was pretty smooth uh, as far as this is the first road trip we've done anything like this long in the car, which I'm meaning like an hour and a half, basically, Mm -hmm. with Betty. So we didn't really know how this was going to go. The whole drive up, she was almost up the entire way. So it was perfect. But the whole way back, she was really fucking upset the entire time. She did not want to be in that seat which I can't blame her because we also came back the day that we also had had her either in a harness with us at Comic Con or pushed in the stroller or whatever. So she's been like buckled into stuff consistently all day. She hasn't been didn't have time to like roll around or do whatever she wanted to do. So I get that she was kind of upset. Um, so that was that was kind of a thing. When we got there, we got checked into our hotel. Um, we got there on the Friday of the concert. Yeah. Um. So we got there earlier in the afternoon. We checked into our hotel, and before we went to the show, me and Mandy decided we was gonna go eat some dinner. We ate at Hero. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. A Japanese restaurant. I had some ramen. She tried curry for the first time. And Tim. She was not a fan of the that Tim Curry. She's a fan of the Tim Curry. Um. But uh, she she wasn't a fan of the spiciness and the uh, weird earthliness of the flavors of the curry. Curry's good time. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. They had this, like, pork bao that we got in these steamed buns that you put together, and the pork belly that came with it was, like, by far the best pork belly I've ever had in my life. Like, eating it, like... had a lot of fatty parts that was to it, but instead of, like, fatty parts that's, like, bad, like, chewy, kind of gristly almost, this literally, like, was, like, melting in your mouth. Like, as soon as it hit your mouth, it was just, like, butter melting. It was delicious. It's like butter. Like butter. Um, we finished the dinner, and we went to... Uh, Retin and Link we we were pretty close to the front of the line as far as like getting let in goes I see Um, uh, it was kind of funny by happenstance there was a lot of VIP people that were there that were in the line that tried to force their way into the front because they thought that since they were VIP and they were part of like the mythical society stuff and they had the mythical society shirts and Uh the badges on and shit and they paid for like the highest VIP priority that they could just get in whenever they wanted to and the people at the venue were like uh no i mean it doesn't work this way i'm like well we're vip so we need to get in they've like jumped in front of our line went through this (laughs) other side door that was supposed to be like not not where a line was at. they didn't have it open but they opened it walked into it talked to a security guard security guard made him go all the way to the back of the line nice um so i thought that was kind of funny but uh got into the venue it was uh really awesome that was the first time i've ever been to peabody really um, or steeple now steeple yeah I thought it was Stifle. It's Stifle. Stifle's Hayes Apparently. Hayes. I guess I called because I didn't know what time the doors opened, so I called them, and which I didn't know that Stifle is owned by um, the arena now. hmm Yeah. Um, so it goes to the Enterprise Arena Center gotcha. hotline, and I was just like, it was like, Enterprise Inter- Arena, and I was just like, am I calling the right place? Dialed the wrong number. And it was just like, oh, no, no, we own it. And I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, she said it was the Stifle. Stiefel. Um, so the first experience I like there, I've never been there. Is... Really awesome, pretty venue. Yeah, it uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was a super awesome show. I loved it. I love those guys. Uh, we sat in row V of the Stiefel.
1: Yep, there pretty good.
0: It was it was a really good seat. But the entirety of our uh, of our experience throughout the opener and throughout the show in general. Uh, and made us get up and down constantly because people were, like, in our row, it seemed like more so than other rows around us, like, were wanting, like, I need to go get a beer, nah, get up, and then we all had to, like, stand up and do that awkward, like, I'm going to push my ass against the back of the seat as much as I possibly can so you can get by and hopefully don't graze my crotch a bunch. Um, I still, that happened a ton. I stick mine out. That
1: yeah, way. Like, they're go less, ahead, go. They're
0: less likely to keep getting back up. So we were in one and two. I was on the actual aisle. So sometimes I would get up and I would just walk out, sure. be easier. But sometimes I just stood up and pushed back if it was a smaller person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was somebody in the next seats next to us, and the only reason they were sitting there was because somebody else further down in like seats they were in three, oh four, boy, somebody in seven and eight took their seats, uh-huh. and seven and eight, I guess, had no idea where they were supposed to sit, so they just found seats and they went. Um, that's a, that's the mo of people is they they're like yeah. i don't know where i'm going so i'm so just gonna there's try this to lady it. that was she is nice to us nothing but nice uh this uh this black lady that came down she was one of the what are the the attendants Called ushers ushers yes she was an usher yeah um she came down and she was just like she the people in seats three and four had told them about it and she was just like let me see your tickets and uh she had made them pull it up. She was like, we're supposed to be sitting down there in seats seven and eight. And she couldn't hear them. So she's like right beside me on the aisle leaning over. Yes. And Mandy's just like, can we please just get up and get out of her way? And I was just like, I was just told the man, I was like, ma'am, ma'am. She was like, what? And I was just like, we're, we're just going to get out so you can get closer. Okay. Thanks. I'm gonna have to beat somebody's ass. And I was just like, okay. So we got out and we were all standing there. Everybody was piled in the main aisle at this point And, uh, Buchanan was up there still playing at that point in time, which I felt bad for because his songs and his music was really awesome. I wanted to listen to more of it, but I was kind of fixated on what was going on with me. Um, so eventually, it got solved, but she had to like yell at some all these people to finally like change seats. And the people that were supposed to be sitting in seats three and four that didn't know that they were like, this is where we're actually going to sit they were like just standing there for a minute after she had already like walked around. We were just like, are you in seats three and four? And they're like, yeah, yeah. We were just waiting. And they were like, looking at the front, like you're done, go sit so we can sit. So that eventually happened. Didn't interfere with the, the whole Retin Link thing. Um, we had some delicious, uh, bottled water and soda and warm nuts nice. to go with our, uh, our mythicalness, uh, and the, one of the other things that I wanted to mention about the show was really cool. How, like, overtly nice everybody was to one another. Um, there was a guy that came with his uh, mom to Except the show. Except for the lady who was beating ass. Yeah. Well, she was nice. She was nice to us. Honestly. <laughs> but she was going to beat ass. She was going to beat ass. Uh, she she didn't want to have to, but and she was And then all gonna. the people who were sitting on the wrong seats. Yes, those people were stupid. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice. Like, there was this, uh, this guy who uh, was wheelchair-bound. Him and his mom came up to the venue and they were in line. They weren't sure if the secondary door opened. We kind of figured out getting the secondary door open and instead of letting him have to sit in line. We like I held the door open, Manny held the door open, and then the next people we all just let the guy go through. Yeah. So that way he could get back up. And it was there, there. you know, there. I feel like at other shows there would be people that'd be like, "He's just another fucking guy. He can wait in line." And then everybody was like, "Yeah, of course, go. I mean, there's no reason for you to have to sit out here or something. Just go." And everybody was like super cool. Nobody had anything to say about it and just letting this guy go through. And I also thought it was just really cool that we all let that guy go through and the VIP people that were being dicks had to get pushed to the back of the line too. So, um, we finished that and then, um, we went to, uh, the next morning we went to Rooster in downtown St. Louis and ate some breakfast. It was a good time. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and then we went, since it was so close, we just walked from where we parked. We had day parking there outside mm-hmm. of rooster. Yeah. And then we walked to uh, wizard world and, uh, it was the first time Betty really been in that big of a crowd kind of a thing. So it was really cool. She was super cool about it. No whining, no nothing. Everybody commented on how cute she was cause she was dressed as Sally, um, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, met a lot of really cool artists. Uh, I showed you earlier that one, uh, artist that wrote, uh, I think it's Haifu. Is the name of the comic book. Um, the artist and the and the writer were there, um, and they uh, they they did a hand drawing in the inside of the sleeve of Betty as that uh, yeah. Night Before Christmas uh, Sally, and it was really good. That was cool. Um, just something unique I'd never even thought about doing or getting done. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mandy came up with the idea. I was like, Let's just have her do Betty, and they was just like, yeah, that's a great idea. So took pictures of her and I drew it while we were gone. So that was really cool. That's um, cool. Did uh,
1: was Gavin Smith there, artist?
0: Did you come across? I think so. I think I remember the name. Yes. Uh,
1: Gavin is the the artist for um, the Accelerators, uh, the Blue Juice uh, comic book uh, that the guys that kind of were in the production company part of the comic book men um, that did like the filming and everything of that um he he's the the artist on there and I met him a few years back and he did a a, a cover for me and everything but yeah, he was super sure, nice guy. I'm pretty sure he was there.
0: I uh, um enjoyed <clears throat> enjoyed talking to him and hanging out with him a little bit. Uh saw a lot of really awesome cosplay. We tried to we thought about the inter, entertaining the idea of getting uh they had a Cutest cosplay, and we thought about putting Betty in there yeah. by the time they were actually doing it because it was just free to go up there and do. For sure. Um, but by the time the, we actually got the chance to get up there and stuff, she actually had been asleep for a little bit. So we never actually got a chance to get in there to do any of that. Um, with did her, you but... run into Jason J. Nugent? I don't the think. The so. author? No. Oh. I did not. he I work with him. Oh, no, I did <laughs> but not. But he had I, a table out there. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh-oh. Um, uh i met uh was um, momoa there he was actually only there on sunday he had that's a race what i heard i wasn't shit, sure so i didn't see but him at I all i didn't know that's i what seen it... that whenever he was there on sunday he was actually there's pictures of him where he walked around the floor and he visited some vendors that we bought from oh yeah um there's this one chick that uh her name is uh, i can't think of her name off the top of my head she makes these like crocheted uh animals um different things like made like one that was like a big donut ones that were like monsters and stuff but they were really cute and we got we talked to her and she's actually gonna do a personal piece for us after we send we we're gonna email her some pictures of uh sherlock and we're gonna get some uh sherlock like soft plushie for betty to have right on um because she said she would totally do custom uh one of i saw that she had made a crocheted thing of momoa and went and took pictures with him, and then after they finished, she he walked straight out to her stand and looked at it and bought like the big donut ones that she had made and stuff like that nice. from her. And well, cool. I thought it was cool that he was walking the floor, actually like talking to people. We saw um, we saw Ernie Hudson, I yeah. think. Whenever we were walking past, we saw him. Um, we saw some of the people from the American Pie um, that uh, Ian Nicholson less. was there, um, and then for what's his name, Chris Owens, that's in there, the redheaded kid. He was there. He actually commented that Betty looked really cute um, from across the way, back like by the thing. But we walked yeah. past and we saw Lou really no down there too. Um, but it was it was a super good time. Um, I don't know if I don't. It's not like a part of me was like I wish I would have had more time. Not that we didn't have enough time, but I feel like I wanted to spend more time with the less amount of crowd, it was just so fucking packed that day. Yeah. And I feel like I could not get anywhere because we had the stroller, we had Betty on us or in the stroller and everybody was fucking everywhere. It was just a pain in the ass to try and move the stroller anywhere without hitting somebody. Yeah. I just feel like, I was just like, I wish I had more time to actually be able to go up to these stands, uh, to the stalls and actually talk to people (laughs) about their stuff and get more information from them and buy something more. But I was just like, Every two seconds I needed to move, I couldn't hardly talk or see any of the stuff that was going on. Yeah. But um, what I did get, I was really happy with. I found another thing that had some like older toys, not even like super older ones. It's where I got the, the Destiny 2 Ghost shell up there. Mm-hmm. Um, that had already long since been passed. You can buy them online, I think, from Amazon now still, but they don't sell them new anymore. And they still had one that was like new in box. So I, I got that because I really did want one for a long time. I thought it was cool. Um, and got some artwork from some different vendors and stuff too, but it was a really good, enjoyable time after that. We went and ate, uh, at that, uh, calzone place, the sauce on the side down there. I've never, never had it before. I've had takeout from there, but I've never actually been at the place. It was good. We went in, um, they had, uh, they have what we call the weird sodas. Uh, they don't have like the name brands there for it. Like huh. one was called like Lucky Soda, and I it was gotcha. like a, yeah, like a yeah, cream yeah. cola or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another barbecue place that had that in yeah. in like Fairview. It had like all those uh, that was there. Yeah, there's a, um,
1: a good handful of places in that area that. But uh yeah, it was like all
0: the unique sodas that it was almost like they were like knockoff brands. They didn't mm-hmm. actually have the name or anything for it. But um, yeah, went in there, got lost trying to find the bathroom because uh, it wasn't in the actual restaurant. It was upstairs in a hotel on the second floor. And it had signs that led you to it, and I followed the signs, but I didn't read the one that was like, the bathroom is upstairs. And then whenever you get off the elevator bank upstairs, you need to take a right and then take another right, and then it's down this hall. That's I had to travel to find my bathroom, yeah. and I got lost. And then I found my bathroom, so that was good. Uh, but that's what I've been up to. What have you oh, been but, up to?
1: But, um... <laughs>
0: not nearly as much as you that was an adventure i'm sorry
1: what are you sorry for
0: that was such a long adventure <laughs> no
1: <laughs> not at all um i did i, I went to ret link as well you did yep i was there um it was cool you were up in the mezzanine i was i remember
0: you telling me that you were in the mezzanine yeah i don't i don't know uh what that word means but just high it means you're <laughs> higher elevation
1: yes um but it was uh, it was a good show. The you had mentioned uh, Britain uh, was it Britain Buchanan uh, when we were that he opened up. He it was really good um, show. I liked his kind of style and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of songs that were not my favorite, but overall, if he played mm-hmm. if he played twelve songs, I liked probably ten of them. Like it was it was pretty solid. You, you then, like the merch song at the end? Uh, no, it wasn't one of my favorites. No, I thought it was funny. It was yeah, it was alright. But uh, and, and then uh, Red Link was good, uh, and, you know. I didn't realize it was going to be a music show, like a concert. Concert. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more of a comedy thing, since what I know them from is a comedy act, um, and not a music comedy act. Which I just find myself not liking music comedy nearly as much as as my my tastes and things change. That is one thing that's kind of fallen off. Is like. Um, I don't find most of it to be nearly as comical as I once did. Um, but it was it was a good show. They were solid. They're really good singers um, and they're clever mm-hmm. uh, in the way that they deliver things. but more than anything I was I was really uh, appreciating just the musicality of it all. I thought it was they they were built out some stuff. And I thought
0: their uh, their interactions between songs were more funny than their songs were actually. Yeah, um, I didn't. I found it surprising that I knew that they that Link knew how to play a lot of different like uh, harmonica, yeah, mouth harp, all that other stuff too. But I didn't know that they all played so much different stuff. Like you know, just coming out with all the different instruments as it yeah as it went along. You know? Yeah. Do you know what that box is that he was? No, I don't know. Too? It's like a it was really a
1: cool. dual harmonica, mm-hmm. but like with like a they were. Some weird harmony of each other. Yeah. Um, Almost like an octave. uh, octave, Because those were octave notes of each other. Um, Really big harmonica. Harmonica. That's Um, not what I meant. (laughs) Do like an octave harmonica. Type an octave because those are octave notes. Harmony
0: harmonica? Does that make sense? No, they're
1: octaves. They were harmonies. I mean, octave is a harmony, but they were definitely octaves of each other. Yeah. that's none of those none of that okay um (laughs) so uh other things that have been happening though it's it's
0: been getting warmer uh which means a lot of things you're a meteorologist speaking of meaning things mezzanine means a low story between two other uh, two others in a building typically between the ground and first floor Hmm. that's not where the mezzanine is Uh, no it wasn't it was clearly on the second floor yeah it's yeah it's (laughs) totally they're making up shit yeah i
1: don't know um but yeah, yard uh warm weather means yard work. Had to mow the friggin' grass for the first time. Sunburns, love them not. And allergies, which are my favorite things. Got to wear that sunscreen, man. Got to wear
0: that sunscreen. Um I just don't think about it all the time, so it's my, like Yeah, uh, my neighbor's going to mow my yard. Nice. He's uh he I I, I What sp- do we call t- him? His name is Tom. But what did we call him? Neighbor. No, we ha- we gave him a name. I don't remember. But Tom is his real name. Tom is his real name. We actually we added each other Are on Facebook, know. we're friends. You're friends with Tom. I am MySpace. Uh, Tom Roach is his name. And uh, <laughs> we uh you have his phone we, got, number? we got to talk no. Uh, just every time I see him in the yard that's when we talk. Yeah. Um, got to, got to talking because I had posted on Facebook on the little Elkville community group that they have for for uh, Facebook. They, I was just like, is there anybody in the near area? I had Mandy type it up. It's like, is there anybody in the near area that um, that does mow yards? We wanted to have just kind of like a preliminary mow because we had so many gumballs. Somebody that has like a Bush Hog or something that could just mm. mulch the shit out of all of those and just do away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he messaged and said that his uh riding mower has like mulching blades he has ones that he changed onto there to do that oh right on yeah and he was just like if you want he's like every couple weeks I'll charge you I'll charge you ten dollars and, uh, and I'll mow your yard Shad is just fucking shitting his pants all night the whole last episode this episode and it's bad god damn man
1: I didn't mean to
0: Tell me more about you mowing your yard. Deep. I keep interjecting. I talk for like twenty five minutes you're, myself. You're fine. Don't be upset. I'm not upset. Don't be mad. I'm so mean.
1: Um, my whirlybird ran away. What? <laughs> is, that a, is that a nickname for your asshole? <laughs> no, that, no, it's still there. Um, no. Um, the other day I, I was leaving the house. And You know what whirlybird is, right? No. The little thing that spins on top of your house that ventilates your attic space? Yes. Um, Not mine. Not yours specifically. No,
0: man. We don't have a whirlybird. Our house sucks. And (laughs) the attic
1: space uh, ventilation thing. Um, Yeah, it just went away. And I thought that for some reason that would be a good talking topic for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I've been running. That's been cool. Um, The big race is coming up, as they say. It's this Saturday. Are you going to be out at the big
0: race? I won't be able to be because I'll be working. You're working. Yep. I didn't get, uh, I didn't ask for a time off this time. This is your, uh, your first race you're missing in a while. Yeah, I went last two years in a row. Yep. And you got hurt. The, was the first time. Yeah. That was, that was the two years ago. It's, it's, yeah, we don't want that to happen again. No. And it didn't happen last year either.
1: That's true. I was fine. Um, but yeah, so that's been fun. Uh, the big race is the river to river relay. Which is for some dumb reason the only race that I run in the entire year, and the only time that I decide to train is before the River to River Relay. Uh, The River to River Relay consists of 80 miles between eight runners, Um, so each runner ends up running about 10 miles over uh, the course of the day. Bibliography based on that. It's like. Back uh... in 1812. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You run like three five uh, Ks that are kind of spaced out between a couple hours from each other. It kind of sucks and it's kind of fun, but that's what's coming up. Uh, we played a show at PKs. The Can't Get Rights did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so awesome. I mean, I know we talked. We just talked about like how like trashy PKs is and everything, but like PKs is the place. And by it was the was place, fun I mean like it's just it's it's home uh there's like there's not a lot of expectations so you get to kind of just be who you want to be who there. you want to be there yeah. which we want to be the can't get rights um and so it's super fun we had a great time we played we kind of did that new setup i was talking about last time where mm-hmm. we'd, we we kind of opened up for each other and then did that and uh so that was super fun it was a, it was a good show and it looks like uh, one, we got to book a lot more can't get right shows. We got We got to get some working on that. We got like a show booked for June and then one for August. So we're kind of real spread out. And then I've been booking some solo shows actually. Nice. Um, I'm going to start playing. There's a kind of an art gallery slash, uh, where's the, What's it called when you sell things like a, an
0: art market kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: that one of my coworkers is putting on.
0: Um, what did we me and you played the one that was that our gallery that kinda did that too in Cape? Did we play Cape together? Yeah, me and you did. Oh is that the same place? No no no. Oh okay. This is in Carbondale. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah, I, I played yeah. there like a lot of times. Yeah, me and you did it together one time. That's right, we it. did, I do yeah. remember that. Because both uh uh your girlfriend and, and my girlfriend, I believe, maybe even Whoa. at the time, were uh were there. Her name is Mandy. She's pretty. Um uh. <laughs> But so, I it looks like I'm gonna
1: get the same kind of opportunity. I'm gonna play every other month for that little show because they're doing like a monthly show. Um, and it's gonna be kind of scattered throughout Carbondale, so I'll start that in May. Cool. Um, nice. I think May the 5th all is a Sunday.
0: I are you gonna do them all weekends or any of them during
1: the week? It's all Sundays, it's, okay. It's all like
0: they, they're gonna do it like the first Sunday of every month. Sucks because like every time you do something that's you or something that is can't get rights, it's always on a weekend so I'm never able to go. If there was something that was yeah. like an open mic on a Wednesday, I would love to be able to go out to actually watch and hang out, but I just can't ever get it at time. You wanna go get to out. that
1: thing at uh that thing in uh Dow whatever that is that you'd sent me. Mm-hmm. I uh, think that's a weekend though. I think it's either Wednesday or Thursday. Is it?
0: Yeah. Okay. I think no, I lied. I think it's a Thursday. Is that and why? And I start my work week on Thursday, yeah. so that's that's a thing.
1: Um, but yeah, so that's coming up. Um, I got another gig in August that I'm gonna be playing. So just solo stuff, and that's more just—it's all been like it's free stuff. So I'm kind of just wanting to get
0: out there and play, trying yeah. to expose like, you, myself. You, you gave me that teaser of uh, of your your new track that you've been yeah. working on and stuff. I'm really enjoying it. Though. You liked it? Yeah, I like
1: it a lot. I uh, I I really—I've got a, a lot of work to do on it, but the general song structure I've been promising that for a while but I just kind of finally that night that I sent that I actually dropped it I just was like I'm gonna I did like a quick kind of breakdown of the the song structure because a lot of the way I write songs right now is if I'm ready for writing words I'll just write words and I'll just write 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 Mm -hmm. write write write, 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 write. and then I'll kind of trim it up after that there's four verses to that song wow Um, (laughs) and two of them didn't make the cut quite yet um, and so, but it gives me some material, It gives me a way to kind of swap out things because what I find when I used to write songs was that my my mindset was in a certain place at the time of writing it. And if I only wrote like one verse in a chorus, then when I went back to write more verses or an interlude or whatever, I didn't have the same vibe. I didn't, my brain wasn't in the same headspace. So what I decided to do is, even though I'm like, Oh, that's my verse and my chorus. I don't know what else to do. I'll just start right. I'll just keep like, okay, what else can I write about that saying that same thing that way it's mentally still in that same yeah. genre. And then I can trim it and, and edit it from there. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's song I can't decide if I'm actually going to release in like an acoustic format like that, or if I'm going to do like electrics and bass and record and program drums and stuff yeah. like that for that. Cause it definitely lends to it. Like I could put all of that together. Um, but we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens with that. I don't think it's going to be my first uh, original that I release after a long period of silence. So um, you
0: said you're going to put these on the website. Like, is that yeah, is that I'll the plan? You yeah, put those out on, yeah. on ChadSchubert dot Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: but it will also go everywhere. Fuck! <laughs> well, it, there's not like a place to upload music to. A WordPress is like the only thing. Like, it yeah. has to go somewhere else too. Um, but yeah, all this. I'm gonna try to release like in EP formats a little bit, like three to six song kind of structure. Um, but I don't think that'll be like my first official release. Yeah. Um, I don't well, want my first release to be like a bunch of fucks laying around. Well, playing. everything
0: that you do as far as musically stuff is all still tied and core- correlated to us just in general the podcast anyways it always has been so if you want to or if people are interested get at us on twitter we could always post songs in our feed that people could download Uh, even just on on the thing as like a podcast stream it on soundcloud download it you know you'll see it on spotify or something and then just put it out as a quote-unquote audio podcast episode but it'll just be like a little snippet like we'll just call it like a bonus pod Mm -hmm. snip or something and then just have your song actually be released that way too, if yeah. you want to, or you tag
1: it on the back of an episode as yeah. like a "stay tuned for this." Yes, stay Whoa. tuned. Yeah, um, we'll give it like a week early. Like if you want to listen to the song before it releases yeah. out, like you can pick it up on the on the newest episode. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing a, doing a lot of that stuff. I gotta really start building my three hour show. Is really my my next challenge. Is <laughs> like. I've got enough material for three hours, and oh, I can, yeah. I have like enough 50, longevity. How long,
0: how long the 52 was three hours if you played it back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, yeah, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's tons yeah. of material.
1: And then I've got a six-song EP that I wrote ten years ago. I've yeah. got uh, probably another five to ten songs that are originals that I've wrote since then, and then I have all of our covers that mm-hmm. um, either I do on my own, because I do a lot of weird covers, like, I span them from country to pop to rock to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then we have our our 90s set that we do which I can sing about a third of those are within my vocal range. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of putting it together and seeing kind of how it vibes. Nice. Um and then real riveting news, I've been working on uh picking out which pick I want to start using. Like what I'm like, like a my guitar uh,
0: pick. Like medium hard.
1: Served, yeah. Firm. Like what what thickness? Um I know my brand. I got the Wedgie brand as my go-to. Wedgie wedgie which has a dish grip for your thumb and it's kind of got a, a gripper on it I've been playing them for quite some time is it the gray uh, ones that I know yeah. of
0: yeah those are wedgies okay uh, but I'm I'm trying to I think to... in fact I actually like a long time ago when we were practicing at your old old place okay um I think that I even like for a birthday of yours I think I bought you a got pack of picks. them yeah or Probably. like it was like four or five and a thing or whatever and yeah. I got those for you
1: um, but pretty yeah, sure. wedgies are are the the greatest guitar pick in my opinion. Um the the ones with the gripper on them, not yeah, like a they the gray one. Not like butt wedges. Those
0: are what I what I remember getting you with.
1: Yeah, there's uh these ones with the little texture on them are the yep, ones that that's I play. what I meant. Uh, yep. It's grey but it was this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got they've got some pretty great picks. So if you're in the market for a new pick, um, so They even have like a full check on out the
0: wedgies. gradient on it like yeah, 1.0 yeah, mm thing. That's yep. cool. I didn't realize I, every time I see picks in like a store passing by going mm-hmm. immediately like, Well, I'm gonna jump thicks uh, I'll see, you know, it says like medium, large, whatever on it and I guess it would have like a bigger, thicker gradient on it to it, but yeah. That makes that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they all scale through. Like I I had been playing like a seventy three a point seven three. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm moving down is Who what I've uses, been. Is that like a base pick then? A three point one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so thick. Yeah. The rubber ones. I've got. I bought a sample pack of all these. I see these. Are so rubber. like those are all rubber yeah. and they're like different materials and so five th- They're pretty cool. Fives are cool. are pretty hardcore. Um, they got a little. It's kind of like having uh, the recoil of shooting a large gun. The way that it feels on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's how it feels on your thumb when you're playing with those fives. In my opinion. Probably um,
0: being like the rubber probably doesn't help with the way that it, like, you know what I mean? Like, thumping um, in the back. Some of
1: them, them are thicker. It's like a thicker, like, it has a, a spine to it almost. Like, it's not like floppy. It's not like a not floppy like full armor
0: flight. It's like you have a chunk of a tire kind of a thing. Yeah, It'd a be little thick. bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting little thing just to try them out. But Wedgie's Me- my brand, yo. You uh, you, you got to check that shit out. You got to check out that that. You wedgie. all
0: wanting to send him some sweet wedgie pics? Get at him on Schubert on Twitter. Get his address. Send him some shit. I would love to get sponsored by wedgie. I would sponsor... I'll give you a wedgie to get sponsored by wedgie. If that was like a stipulation, they were like, you can get sponsored by us you and say our shit and we'll picture. send you stuff, but you have to send us a picture of you getting a wedgie. Yes. And that yeah. picture would be printed on all your... Do you know, just like... <laughs> You were in, like, the gaming side of things for a
1: while, but, like... Oh, was I? Is that how how sponsorships work? Like, you can reach out to companies, and if they're, like... Some companies will be, like, we'll sponsor you, which is just, like, we'll
0: send you, like, samples of stuff and stickers and shit like that. Yeah, so it kind of worked that when we were doing The Attic and we got sponsored by, like, Balls mm-hmm. Energy Drink... Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, eventually, like Nos and other companies, that was all before like Nos was even big at that point. They yeah. just came out at that point in time, but um, Coke probably didn't. Do did they Coke own them now? They did. They yeah. did. They yeah, owned they them did then them too. I think oh, they've okay. always owned them. It was it started off by another person. Coke bought them out, and then when we got it, we had it through Coke. I see. And that's how we eventually got it. But then they gave us stuff too, sponsorship wise. But we told them like when we balls is like the perfect story for it and kind of ties into how gamers do their stuff with it too depending on your popularity or the company size in general um balls still to this day isn't like a huge overarching company no. by any means they don't even sell really in stores that much anymore. i see
1: yeah every once in a while i see it and i think Kroger some some
0: krogers have it um i think myers stores have it um like up north. every once in a while see a sometimes they're um and i know rocket fist for sure has always sold them oh i see um But, um, we reached out to them. We told them like, we would be really interested. We want, if, if you would be willing to give us some product, we would love to put it up all over the place because we love your product so much. Anyways, we would be willing to, you know, put up banners. We'll give out stickers and stuff like that, whatever you want to. And if you want to give us some balls to like give out or to, you know, sell or whatever, then, um, that was their thing. Like their stipulation to us was like, we would love to help you guys out since you're a small business starting up. Here's two cases free. We'll give you more after you send us some pictures of maybe some people at your land drinking it or you know playing games and stuff like that. That yeah. way we can throw it up on our website for promotion purposes. Definitely. And they did. We had like a picture of uh, Tim Cochran. Yeah, he was on there whenever he was like younger because he was only like 13 or 14 at the time, and he had the beer the beer the the balls in his mouth sideways and his hat cock sideways that, had, that said balls on it drinking like that and it was like the first picture you would see when you would go to the <laughs> balls of the website when it would just like flip through pictures that's funny um but uh they gave us every time we told them we were gonna have like a big land they would always give us two cases for free so we always had like 48 um and then we would order more from them too yeah but they would always send those out they would give us stickers they had those bouncy balls that mm-hmm. said balls on them and it was blue and you saw like the dots in it um, they gave us a bunch of shit and banners to hang up and stuff too. But that's that's cool. what, so we reached out to them to tell them we were interested. And that was kind of us giving back to them was giving them stuff to have as promotional yeah. imaging. Um, but what I, what I know I was, do like with wedgie. That's going to be me. Not like gamers now, like on Twitch and stuff they do, you know, the, they might reach out to a company and say like, I know your game's coming out. I'm a Twitch personality. I have X amount of followers on Twitch. You know, I, a lot of people do see my account I would be really interested in playing your game if you would want to give me a copy early. I would, you know, play it, you know, review it kind of, you know, talk about it however much I can play Cause some games whenever you see them being played early by a Twitch streamer or something, they're only allowed to play like up to this point oh, kind of a yeah. thing. Um, just because of the, you know, I don't want to spoil too much and, and everything. Through. So you'll see people that'll do that, you know, and they'll be like, "Of course, you know, we know we we see that you have 2000 followers and you get an average of Three hundred people per stream. We would love to give you that as an outreach. They'll just give them a code for you know Kingdom Hearts three. It doesn't come out mm-hmm. for like two more weeks, and you can play the first like third of the game or something like that. And then give them that code so that way they can start playing the game and they can play it a week early. And then you can go and watch, and they'll say like early footage of Kingdom Hearts three. Check come and check me out on this date and it's sponsored by Kingdom Hearts, you know, or yeah. by Square Enix. So that that's that's generally how that happens, I guess.
1: Hmm. That's cool.
0: Speaking yeah. of games, you been yeah. playing any? I sure have. Uh, I've been playing uh, Destiny 2 still. Um I haven't been playing as much as I would like because the internet issues that I was having previously started happening kind of again. Um they actually whenever I explained it's like to a you, saga. The last time that I explained about the node and how on the shares songs and the it shares from it. They're going to they're going to flag us you are going to flag us.
1: You can't even stream
0: the songs of the dev. <laughs> that's how bad your internet is. Um, no, probably not. Um, I had issues like, the I, I set the episodes every single time I set them to upload at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. I want them to come out in the morning so that way if it's Monday morning and you guys are driving to work or, you know, any, I want I'm them to be like, that's eight. the thing. Like, you can be there like, well, you know what I mean. Can we set it else. to 7? Sure. Let's do that. I'll set it to 7. I I download my podcast at 7. Just that way everybody knows, like, before you're going out to your drive, time commute kind of a thing, you can listen to us if you want to, you know, as early as possible. I recommend it. Every single time it happens, I I have to upload them these past few weeks at, like, 5 or 5.30 or 6 because my internet, like, has this, like ebb and flow or it just keeps like going up and down and up and down and whenever it's down it's like the upstream because i've clocked it on like speed test sites it's like 0.2 megabytes per second it's like kilobytes 200 kilobytes is what it's Uh doing and it's like i can't the percentage whenever i upload it it'll go to four percent and then it literally crawls back down to one and it's like i'm gonna try and do this again (laughs) it'll get up to like eight and you'll crawl back down so i basically have to stop it and then just keep retrying until it eventually fucking works. It's a little status bar that could. Hmm. Yeah, it's basically. It's could.
1: Do you... So does that... Should we probably... Should we hand off... Should I take
0: the digital files before I leave tonight? No, no. It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, that's what I said. The internet's been fine in the past few days. But I haven't been able to play as much Destiny as I like. But um, from what I have been playing, I've been really enjoying it. They're doing some specials uh, these next couple of weeks. They're going to have... Uh, this week is what they call Arc Week um this will be a couple weeks past by then but with the arc game no uh, arc is a uh type of uh energy like you know magic or whatever that you would use in the game uh, it's like the electric electricity based stuff um so everything in the week like all of the powers that you use that are arc damage or any weapons that you use that use like electricity or anything mm-hmm. like that those all get like a huge fucking like 125% boost um, so they're like super powerful, and then everything is like all arc inspired. There's like a new exotic weapon that came out uh, f- several weeks ago, and uh, they gave it like its own quest line. So you can go through the quest line and actually get that exotic weapon instead of just randomly finding it kind of a thing. It's the request um, line. It's a request. Um, yes. So, and then uh, next week's is uh, they're going to do an event for Spring. Um, I forgot what they called it, but it's Sprung. Uh, it's not. <laughs> uh, it starts. I think it's called the Revelry or Reverly or whatever. It's, uh, it's boring. What's the name of the song? Is it Reverly? Reverie. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it's called. And it's similar to the Halloween event that happened this last Halloween, but instead of everything being all dead inside the infinite forest that you went it's all, all blooming and beautiful and whatever for spring. And it's kind of it's it's like doing a uh, tie back everywhere. to that. There's babies everywhere. Like, you can kiss the babies. <laughs> you can pick flowers and give them to the babies. That'd be cool. Um, so I'm excited for that. It's the new quest. Um, we, I, I re-downloaded Halo 5 uh, and played some uh, some fun, what they call, action sack. Um, I like uh, that. <laughs> you I don't will. you will i don't like that idea uh so we uh, <laughs> got four of us together we played some of this uh the game mode that's on there called action seconds basically like a big mishmash of random different game types that people have made up over the years and they all put it in this one accumulative playlist um so one of it would be uh what they call a grift ball where you have the gravity hammer from the game and there's a ball in the middle, and you're trying to uh, pick it up and throw it into the other person's goal. Not unlike soccer, but the other team and your other your team all have like the fucking gravity hammers and they're trying to smash you to stop you from doing so. Sounds
1: like hardcore. Uh, what's the the uh, uh, the what's the game with the balls and the hammer? Uh, karaoke. Uh, cur- croquet. Croquet.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of like hardcore croquet. Um, <laughs> Uh, or have you played Rocket League ever, where you drive the cars and yes, you have to hit the ball? I don't like that game. It's kind of like Rocket League, but with the Halo controls and gravity hammer instead, yeah. kind of in a way. I, I call um, my friends over to play Action Sack all the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's another thing that's in that mishmash of things. Uh, it's called Super Fiesta, mm-hmm. and you—it's basically just the same standard multiplayer. It's four v four, you know, free for all or not free for all, but four v four match. Um, You're fighting against you, but you you spawn with random weapons. So I could, you know, normally your regular setup is you have like the assault rifle and you have a pistol and you have to find the other weapons throughout this. There's no weapons to pick up. You just have whatever you start with. And it may be, you might start off with like an assault rifle or a pistol, or you could start off with like the plasma rifle and a fucking rocket launcher. It's just random every single time you spawn (laughs) with whatever they want to give you. And it's really fun just to kind of get random weapons every single time you die, kind of yeah. thing. But um, that was fun. We got the chance to play. Like
1: that. I need to die quickly because I need better weapons than what I just got given to me.
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, in, you can pick up some of the weapons that other people had dropped after oh, okay. they died. But I mean, there's a good chance that if it's a rocket, it might only have like one round left, of that kind of a thing. Other than spawning with like all four rounds in it, kind of. Mm-hmm. A, So, um, it it was good times. Um, I played through the entirety, which the entirety was only, like, an hour and a half to two hours of, uh, an indie title called What Remains of Edith Finch. I've heard of this title. It was fucking sad. Yeah? Dude, I am not even joking. Like, I, there was points in time of that story where even, especially close to the end of it, after it gets to, like, the kind of cusp of the story where i was like i was like fucking welling up playing a fucking video game never happened before but i was just like this is horribly sad story like it's really fucking sad wow. um but it's such a good story character action wise it's almost like what i would consider gameplay wise as a quote-unquote walking simulator oh. you're more or less just walking through and, and, and it in and taking in the story, story you're it. not Really doing a ton to play a game. There's kind of, there's some
1: elements that are in. You look at this piece of paper and, it, and you read it or something like that, kind yeah, of. Yeah, to thing.
0: a certain extent. Kind of like whenever instead of like having horror elements, like whenever we play the Layers of Fear, fear yeah. it's kind of like that, but just not jump scary or anything. Yeah. There's nothing in this game that's really scary. But it's story either. driven yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but you play through as Edith um, through through this uh, story. It's talking about um, her going back to a house that she used to live in when she was a child. And then it goes through these set of events of like how her forefathers, you know, that her great great grandfather came to this island where they lived and how the house got there and how it got built and how her great grandmother was so invested into it. And you actually go through and as you're going through the house and you see these diaries or divorce papers or whatever you start reading them as edith and then it transports you into something that is correlated with the story that you're you're basically going to be playing as that character at that point in time um so i don't want to give away too much there's a brother of hers that you eventually get to talk uh play uh play as and he worked at a cannery for like a fish cannery um, so Great. his his job was and what you do you see your character's hands in, in that point whenever you're talking um, the paper that you pick up is from a psychiat- uh, psych- psychiatrist um, and you're kind of hearing that overarching narration of the psychiatric you know paper being written about him and him talking them talking about you know he's doing good uh, I thought him coming up with this fantasy world that he comes up with in his head while he's working would be working against him you know psychologically but it actually made him a better employee you know he was still just as diligent as he always was and the whole time there's like fish being ejected over on this side of the screen you pick them up take them over this little baby guillotine thing that's here that you can fit like you know a whole like two or three fish in maybe at a time but i only did one at a time um take it in and it gets the head chopped off and you throw it on this conveyor belt for the next person to do what they need to to like skin it and stuff like that or whatever Um, But that's his job. But as they're talking about this fantasy world, she's developing them and she's talking about the characters that he's thinking about characters himself portraying himself in this realm. That's like high fantasy. So as she's talking about this, the game that she's the world that he's making up is, uh, pops up in the corner of the screen. So you have, you're doing this with your right joystick. You're moving the fish over, getting the head chopped, moving it up. But with the other joystick, Your left one. You're controlling this character going through this like little cave system and talking about it. No way. As as his, as the world progresses, and he's developing even more intricate things, the game gets bigger. So you still can't, you can hardly see some of the stuff that's going on, (laughs) but you're still needing to pay attention to what you're doing when you're doing this. Um, But it gets to a point to where his whole psyche gets taken up by this, Mm -hmm. and he realizes that. The real world him is not really him, and that the phys- that the made up world is really him, and that he is to be crowned king in this world. And you kind of go on this conveyor belt, go up, and then uh, the only thing that you have to do to become king of this world is bow. And the queen lady is about ready to put the thing on, and then he Guillotine puts the thing and that's happened. Every single story is about how these people have died, and they all die fucking tragically. Gotcha. And it's. I mean, yes, it's messed up in some of the stuff. Whoever wrote this game is really fucked up, but it's such a cool game, and in the end of everything, because I'm not going to spoil that part, but the ending of the game is so fucking sad once you realize, like, what eventually happens. This game is called What Remains of Edith Finch for a reason. So, um... Yes, you are playing as her throughout the entirety of the game, but as it gets to this this big crescendo of a finale, it's, it's uh incredibly sad, a moving, awesome story, and I cannot recommend it enough. I, I had a really good time with it. Um, I told Mandy we should go through it again, <laughs> and she could watch me play it, and she was just like, I don't want to be sad at all, <laughs> and I don't want to watch you play a game that would be sad and i was just like okay that's fine i'll that's just fine. have that for me but i'll share it with the world because if if it is it's such a good way to tell a story it's like being a, it's and it's the perfect length too because it's like it's like watching a movie the whole time that you're mm-hmm. playing and it's it's the movie length so it tells such a good story in such a short window of time they added it to game pass that's yeah. why I got it. because it like, it's downloaded. on PS now. It's been on yeah. there for a while, yeah. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. It's it's really fun going through all the stories. Check out The Unfinished Swan, which is also by the yeah. same developer. I, I'd, I'd heard about that, and I'd looked it up, and I, I thought about getting that, because I both of those games looked good to me when they came out. Yeah. I just had not had a chance to play either of them. Um, apart from that, I, played, um, I picked up uh, two mobile games that I started playing, because I don't really play a lot of games on mobile at all. Um, the first one uh, I'll talk about briefly, which is uh, Bethesda released underwear. <laughs> I get you. Uh, the first one is uh, Bethesda released uh, the early access version of Elder Scrolls Blades, and it's their first like big mobile game that they're doing. Um, for a mobile game, it's actually really pretty. It looks really good. Um, the controls uh, they set it up specifically for people that want to play either um, in like a portrait mode. Where you can play, you know, controlling your character with imaginary thumbsticks sticks, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Or you can actually set it up to where you can play it in like a portrait mode too, and you just tap where you want your character to go as like a point and clicky type thing. And whenever it gets to battle time, you just do it all with one finger instead. So it has multiple ways that you can do it, and you can change it on the fly too, which is really unique as far as the controls go. Um, it looks really good. It plays like an Elder Scrolls game, kind of on track anyway. Um, by that I mean there's not a ton that you can explore. The dungeons are very small. The open spaces are pretty small. So there's only so much you can go and find, really, when you're doing these, like, quests and stuff. But I only did kind of, like, the introductory ports of it. Um, but it looks like it'd be fun. It is definitely a freemium game. It's free to download, but they have this, uh, implemented system into it with the chests that you collect throughout the game. So if you pick up like a silver chest, you can open that chest and it'll take five hours to open it. Or you can buy these set of jewels for these gems for like two ninety nine, and you can unlock it immediately. Oh, so it's, it's one of those type of things. Kind of like King Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross did with some of those characters. Like you can unlock more characters and stuff yeah, to use of course. faster yeah. if you wanted to buy bundles and packs of them and stuff. Yeah. It's one of those things like that you can You could could play use... the whole game without paying for anything. But... Yes, you could if you if yeah. you want it now yeah. yeah and it gradually increases and stuff like that, as far as like i i think that they're they're always going to add content to it you can keep like there's this hometown of your character is destroyed and i think you can keep like building and building and getting better gear and better gear and there's not really going to be an end to it yeah so like as far as like a definitive story end kind of like how union cross keeps I think going there's like 800 chapters in that yeah. right now so it, it's going to be similar to like how that kind of plays out but it's always you're going to keep getting, being able to get better and better. I'm assuming eventually not just silver chests is the biggest one I've seen. I would assume there's probably like diamond tier or gold tier chests and stuff. That'd be like, you would have to wait 12 like twelve hours or 24 hours for this chest to yeah, open. Yeah, that makes sense. Or you can open it now by paying five ninety nine or yeah. some shit. But the bigger the chest, the longer the wait time, the better the loot that's in it. So it's like incentivized for you to like, i really want to get my shit so i can play better and hit heavier enemies with you know heavier weapons um but i uh the other one i picked up was the first there's there's a sequel to the game already but um i picked up the first one's called evoland it was on sale for like 89 cents um so i just picked it up because i had like a couple bucks in my google stuff saved aside from where i do like the surveys and i get money from google for doing them yeah um so I, I just get used part of that money to get it because I was on a big discount. It was it's supposed to be like a six dollar game and it was only like eighty nine cents. So, um, but conceptually, it's a really cool game. It starts off like a the like character is very like blocky and the world is blank. And then you go to this chest, you pick up the chest, and once the chest is open, it's like you have terrain. And it's like you're basically seeing the building blocks of games and how they came to be from the very beginning to more current games so you start off the game and it looks like it's a very simplistic 8-bit game like something you would play on game boy a long time ago cooler black and white you pick up a chest and it's like oh you have 16 bits and then oh you've got full color you know full 16 color you know and then you pick up more color and then you pick up like the ability to be in 3d space you pick up this type of combat system that allows you to play, like, turn-based, like, old-school Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and then, like, oh, you got this thing that's, like, blends together Final Fantasy with regular, like, hack-and-slash combat, like Zelda, mm-hmm. and it, like, transforms the game as you go along to that's the funny. point to where, I guess, I'm, like, halfway through it, I'm assuming, like, by the time it gets to the end of it, it's gonna look like a super awesome, clean, polished game, and it'll play more like a full-on Zelda as opposed to, like, top-down view kind of a thing. Uh-huh because cool. as you go on and you clear different things you actually get like it looks newer and newer and newer and newer and more di- more modern concepts of gaming as it's gone along and stuff so you say it's called Evol uh Evoland Evoland Yeah Evoland and then they have an Evoland 2 that's been out for a while now too but since this was on sale I just wanted to pick it up you but... think the Evoland is like evolution like it it goes through an evolution <gasps> Oh my of god the is that what you think it means Game system I think that's what it means <laughs> What have you
1: been playing? Um, I bought Final Fantasy 7 for the Switch. What have you been watching for
0: your videos and movie? You're not wanting to talk about Final Fantasy 7 for the Switch? I haven't Switch? done anything. I
1: just bought it. Oh, you just bought it. <laughs> you haven't played any games? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I bought Final Fantasy 7 for the Switch, and then they sent me an email today that was like, hey, do you want to give us some feedback on how you like Final Fantasy 7 for the Switch that you just bought? And I was like... Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, I haven't played it as much, uh, well, because of the internet, too, but I haven't played Smash in a long time, and I've had Smash for a while, and now that I knew that my internet was back up, I've had a code to get the Piranha Plant character in there, oh, Yeah. and I've been just saving it in my email, and I got it like two or three months ago, I think, and they was just like, here's the email code, and I just saved it, and finally today I was just like, oh yeah, I guess I can do that, but I didn't play the game, I just added him in there. you just got it, yeah. <laughs> the end uh movie and tv wise uh the only thing i've watched was the walking dead we started it and like i said last time this since this is five episodes same in, that right? i'm four episodes in getting ready to start the fifth one the fifth one's the one that i know is the rick departure um so that's not even mid-season finale at that's all what i was trying to think i was like
1: what how does that all happen
0: because the mid-season wouldn't be until eight i'm assuming if he leaves At this point, then we still maybe will get introduced to whispers by the time it hits Mm -mm. episode eight or something. I don't know. I thought that mid season,
1: like they, I thought they played mid season as like when he left the left it, but I might be remembering it wrong, or they moved mid season up. I don't know. I guess that they could have because the gap. It's just a matter of the gap. Yeah, of of stuff. So I guess they could
0: have played. Does, it. I don't does the time jump that happens? Does it happen directly after Rick leaves? I is there another so. episode? That's how from? I remembered it. Okay, so maybe it'll be episode five. Rick's gone, and then episode six hits, and it's like however many years later, or yeah. whatever it is. I don't know how long it is. Really. Yeah, I don't remember how long it is either. But I and I won't tell you if I did. Okay, I wouldn't even tell you. What have you been watching?
1: Um, I have been watching American Idol. <laughs> oh,
0: is Excuse that still me. the song? Yeah, Does it still, do, still that. do that? I okay. think so, yeah. Mandy's been watching it too, but I really don't... It's good. I haven't been paying too much attention I to it. Just,
1: I only watch shows that have American in the title. I've filmed real patriotic these American, days.
0: American uh, Gods. Yeah. I, American <laughs> Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been watching Is American, there another American sure. show? American Dad. Ameri- you watch American Dad? No, I don't no. watch... I, uh, I watched like the first two episodes American of American
1: Badass. Thing. Watch McKick. American... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um... So, no. American Idol, it's been good. They're getting ready to go into the... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, they they just went through the uh, the stage where it's time for the audience to start voting next week. How are many
0: they, contestants are on there now? 14. 14? I think that's oh, what wow. they get down to. I think that's where they're at right now. It's been so... like, I actually watched full seasons, I think, for like the first three, maybe. But oh, yeah. after that, I don't remember watching them at all. I think I watched, like... The points when it was like funny auditions and the people came in they were just like, I'm dressed like a goth kid, but yeah. i got
1: a really high-pitched voice. They don't no. do that
0: nearly as much anymore, which is the structure of
1: it I, I just kind of picked up on uh, this year. And they started off last year was like season one, like they started yeah, fresh yeah. uh, with it all. And it's moved networks, right? No. Is it, no, on, is it still, still on Fox? It was a Fox show. It's wherever it's at. If it was on Fox before, it's still on Fox. I
0: thought they moved it to ABC. I, I thought, thought it, it was got always ABC. Out.
1: No, it was on Fox. Or always Fox. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is the important part is that uh, what they do with this show now is they have a lot more of you get the ability to... Me? Uh, you as, a, as an individual person and human being... Uh, as there a contestant, you get the
0: ability to. Um, it initially aired on Fox. Tell the, from, tell the audience from June eleventh, two thousand two, to April seventh, two thousand sixteen, for fifteen seasons, and then in March eight March eleventh, two thousand eighteen, it revived on ABC. So okay. it, yeah, it got bought. So I thought it got. I thought I could have always swore it was on Fox. Gotcha. They had a lot of judges. Yeah. Um. So, uh,
1: no, you're right. The, uh, so what they've done with this revival is the contestants get a lot more of an ability. I don't know if you remember from those seasons, there was a lot of like, we're going to have country night. We're going to have rock and roll Mm -hmm. night. We're going to be like, they don't do that really anymore. Like (laughs) they don't force the artist to be a certain thing. Like there's a guy who is really just into playing acoustic guitar and singing in a certain kind of unique way. And they want them to play with band and they want them to you know do like that and collaborate with artists and all that but they don't make them get out of that safety zone they like they essentially let you be your artist and if people like you as you then that's how you get through and that's kind of how that plays through uh, which I thought was a good thing and it kind of hit me just hit me on the side of the head of like what is different about this now and it was, it was real noticeable this season more even than last season. Um, I think cause last season probably seemed more of just like, oh, this is just different this time, but it's definitely their structure now is letting the artists be themselves. And I appreciate that more being an artist that they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I started watching American gods season two. Mm-hmm. I've got the, the stars, uh, cause it, there's only, a, there's a month left of the, of the show less than a month left of the show. Cause it's only 10
0: episodes. Eight episodes. I think it's the first eight season was only supposed to be that. Is it only 10 2? It, it's the same, yeah. It's the same yeah. size as last season. I think it's 8 though. I, I don't think know most why. Most of those shows that are on premium networks like that have a tendency to be 10 and then that's yeah. it. Um, but it's uh, it was good. I realized as this show started
1: that I just have a thing for road trip things. Like I like road trip shows, and road trip movies. Like there's something entertaining to me about people being in a car, going to a destination, a group of Misfits, Dumb and Dumber, like kind of even is like, oh, that makes sense. Like Dumb you and like, Dumber so you is like, like Supernatural. Though. One of my is that what Supernatural
0: is? where is yeah, they go on road trips to different towns all across America, fighting against like monsters and creatures. But they're hunks. The, other than they, I, I guess, like if that's what you want to think, they're hunks. <laughs> they're decent. Might, they're pretty good-looking men. I might, I might like that show. I would kiss. There's them a both. lot of it, though. No. Yeah, there is. Oh. And it, it is a longer. It, it's always consistently been one of those where like every season's like 22. like a, you know what I mean, like there like what
1: 11 episodes, 11 seasons in. Oh, no, no,
0: they're all, they're almost the last and final season will be 15. Holy shnikes. Yeah,
1: 15 22 episode
0: mm-hmm. seasons or There's, something there? by the time they finish they'll have 327 Holy episodes. Cow. That's a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. It's pretty good TV. Yeah. That's a lot of TV. There was another road trip thing I was going to say, but I couldn't remember what it is, so keep talking.
1: But I like road <laughs> trip stuff. Made me think that maybe in one of my writing adventures of like writing stories that a road trip might be a cool story setting for True myself. True Detective.
0: Did you ever watch True Detective? Um,
1: I have season
0: one, but I have not watched it. That I've never watched two, and I heard mixed things about two. One is one of the best seasons of shows I've ever seen. It's oh yeah? fucking awesome. Definitely watch, and it's road trippy. It. Yeah, very much so. And in certain, they go from place to place when they're in Louisiana and stuff. And just the overarching storytelling of them talking about this past case that they went on that that has this kind of controversial thing around it in that whole first season is is really awesome and interesting. It's just a good story front to back. Right on. And then I uh, I watched the new Pet Cemetery. No, oh, nice. Was it good? Uh, yeah it was it was good, it was uh did you think it was better than the old one? no, 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 I feel like the old one's pretty campy, um yeah, I think it but took, it took it and it put it intense, but the uh you yeah, have you seen it the
1: old one, no, the new one, no, oh, um, oh, you were going i I thought you were saying that the new one's more intense, no, I, I was saying you that were I, saying that it was campy. it was and campy, intense. and that it was intense, yeah. I get what you're saying there. Um, Not yeah. the other joke that we make with Tim. It's a different one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, there's something about it that wasn't, qu- I mean, like, yeah, it was dark and brooding and had, like, looked a little more scary, but, like, I don't feel like the the cast and the structure of the story was as solid as the first one. Hmm. And I didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, I expected to be wowed by this movie. A little bit like I thought, like oh, this is gonna be cool. I thought the the kids in the masks seemed like a really interesting plot line to it all, Um, but a lot of it just felt a little flat, and it just didn't quite do what the first one did to me. And I did
0: not expect that at all whatsoever. Because so, as far as like a reboot property go, did you like it chapter one more so than you like the actual yes. Then yeah. I just make it Yeah, sure. I, mean, I didn't know if maybe it was just like. You know, I felt like I liked this one more too. I mean, but I think like Tim Curry definitely did a really good Pennywise, but no. overarchingly, I didn't. I felt like this that movie was better all around. Yeah, and I expected. I did feel like though, not
1: not having read, well, not having read it, mm-hmm. and not also have read have having read Pet Cemetery, I felt as though the the new the remake of Pet Cemetery was probably more true to the Stephen King The actual novel, yeah. Um, Because it had weird shit in it that Stephen King typically puts in his books Mm -hmm. that mean nothing, and I mean nothing to the actual story. Mm -hmm. And I think they trimmed it out of the original movie and they put it back into there. And that wasn't a make or break for me. It wasn't like, oh, that's weird, I don't like this movie. Um, It was just like, that seems like something Stephen King would put in. Like, there's these creatures in the woods that nobody know about and they don't really have anything to do with the story. Um, but they're creatures that are in the woods. That's cool. Um, like so, that just seems very Stephen Kingish. Um, but yeah, it just didn't hit like the like the other one did. It could be you know some of the things they they swapped some things in the in the remake. Okay. Um, and you know, like I said, the casting, the the guy, the edit, the the Munsters guy playing the old man. Uh, yeah. Has I mean he's definitely like plays that character really well whereas I don't think John Lithgow played it nearly as well as okay. as that and that was that's that was a big impressionable part of that movie for me was was Judd uh was like oh like Judd is kind of a really cool character um, in the original one and it's still you is a cool character but I don't know if John Lithgow pulled him off just as well um, the other I mean the acting's obviously way better yeah. just in general the visually it looked way better but it just it didn't do something
0: for me that the other one did, I guess. If you had to pick out of the properties that we've had so far from Stephen King that have been adapted into film, which one would you pick as probably like your quote unquote favorite? Who? Um,
1: I don't know. So we're talking about like we got It, we got Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery, we got Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. I wish shining. It, it's not in the running. We got The Shining, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank, Secret Green Window, Wild. Green My yep. Elbows. Um... Hearts in Atlantis or of Atlantis, whatever it is. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, and Shining... Salem's yeah. Lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shining has always been my, my my favorite, one of my top movies, just mm-hmm. top horror movies in general. So I'd have to say Shining, even though I
0: know that from, from hearsay that that's not really true to book either. Uh, no, I mean, it, they did the TV movie adaptation that actually, like, drew more from the book than anything else with... I think the guy's name's like Webb or Weeb or Weber or something like that. I don't remember his his first name. I gotcha. But uh, it was pretty good. But it was, I mean, obviously it's no Jack Nicholson shining. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're f- you're gonna have your cult classics like your The Shining is always gonna be one of my favorites. Same thing with Shawshank Redemption. Um, Apart from those, if I was to pick one that probably people wouldn't like necessarily pinpoint down, I probably would have picked Secret Window because I I watched that movie a ton. Yeah, I felt like I did the same thing with 1408 also, but I, I I felt like I watched that way more than a lot of people did. But I just fucking adore that movie for yeah. some reason. I always clung to it, but I, I thought it was a really cool movie. But yeah, I I think if, obviously Shining and and Shawshank, but I'd probably pick Secret Window. Such a good movie, <laughs> just to make it out of. A short story that was only like sixty pages long, and then you turned it into a full feature film, and yeah. got that much good content out of it. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, and and I do, I, I'm I'm digging where it's at. What all? What other you know upcoming Stephen King adaptations do we have besides? Obviously, the news of Dark Tower and and the mm-hmm. Gunslinger saga, yep. and then uh,
0: we've got it part two coming mm-hmm. out. It chapter two. Um, I think they're are they reading, doing a stand. They're doing uh, another uh, stand series. That's right, stand series. Um, and then they're doing uh, a remake of Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. that's And a good idea. I think they had some more too. I, I don't remember what what it is off yeah. the top of my head. They'll probably if if these are all. Hits or hit enough, then they'll probably go back and do shit like Christine and Carrie and stuff like that. I the, could see them trying to remake Carrie for like a fourth time, yeah, or third time. Riding the Bullet—that
1: was my favorite Stephen King adaptation hmm. with David Arquette. Okay, yeah, saw so that. I didn't. It, it uh, wasn't. It was that was kind of a joke because it was bad
0: um music Did you listen to music, you some uh, music? upcoming to or like when we were on our way and beforehand uh going to see Ret and Link I listened to some more of the music both from the first two seasons of the that's gonna play real well <laughs> on the microphone uh I listened to the first two seasons worth of like music from the albums uh from buddy system one season one and two um and then went back and listened to some of the other ones like they had the uh, I forgot what the one album is called that had, like, uh, Vacation on it and stuff. And then there's one that's just called, like, "Retin Link, Volume 1. And it has most of the songs end in the title song. Like, it was, like, the Facebook song. The ba-ba-ba blah, blah, blah song. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but I went back and listened to some of those. It's always always a good time. But as far as new music goes, uh, there's a band that I have mentioned before on the podcast named uh, O-L or O-L. Um, they're like an alternative indie rock type of feel to it. Um, their singer has such a, like, a really beautiful voice. He's really, really talented. Like O-W-E-L-L? O-W-E-L. Oh. O-L. Like owl. Yeah. I don't know if it's owl or owl. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. I, I never knew. I, I've only listened to him for like a year, year and a half. That's enough time to know how they pronounce it. I've never went and seen him live or listened to them be like, hey, we're blah blah from O-L. Or owl. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's Owl. I think it's O L, but it's like, like Noel. They didn't spell that. Like what L or L. rhymes with Noel, and they're yeah, like O-L. OL. Uh they have a whole new album that came out uh last week called Paris. Uh they've been dropping some singles and stuff here Friends. and there. And uh the whole album's out it's very good. Um I I really, really enjoy their music. They had the first taste that I got of them was like I said, like a year, year and a half ago, they had an EP that was out that was only like a four songer and I saw the video for the song, it's called Every Good Boy Does Fine just like, you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and I, do know I, I mean. watched the, the video for that first and I was just like oh, these dudes are fucking rad just musically, it's like alternative indie rock, but it's not it's not like the typical alternative indie rock that you would kind of place a lot of bands in, that's, that's really the only good category you could throw them in Mm -hmm. but it's just different enough that it really piqued my interest and his vocals are really really good and uh i listened to their full album that came out uh i think it was in 2016 and then this album just came out um but it's all it's all super good definitely recommend it and then uh jonathan colton um he's the he's a singing comedian um but he's on uh is it wait 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 don't tell me or no it's it's either wait wait don't tell me or ask me another. One of those that's on the NPR. Uh, they're like game shows. They do in the podcast know, format yeah. as well. I see. Um, but he does like the music, house music for that show now, um, and he wrote music for uh, both of the Portal video games too. Um, but he he's really talented as far as like he wrote just, the cake song. He did. Yeah, he wrote uh, he wrote still Alive for for the first Portal. Um, but he uh, he's a very talented just like. Comedic wise, it's all really good. But if for more of like a serious take, he did a cover album, and the cover album is called Some Guys, and it's all from music from like the '70s and early '80s that he grew up listening to and stuff. And some of it is stuff that you would definitely recognize. Some of it's kind of like odder artists that you might not, may or may not have heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool hearing some people that I'd never heard of. For the first time, you know, listening to him like one of the first singles he dropped, I was just like, "Oh, is this a new Jonathan Colton song?" It's really serious, and I found out I was like, "Oh, it's from a band I had never even heard or an artist yeah. I never even heard," and went and listened to it. And I was like, "Oh, these guys are pretty good." And then experiencing some old, old music for the first time because of him. Yeah. But um, his vocal leading it toward an actual serious take on some of these songs that he loves so much is really uh, nice and refreshing. You know, having somebody that you know like oh, he's really good as a singing comedian but because you really have the chops to just do this and play other shit. And it's like, yeah, of course he does. He, he can do whatever he wants to. Mm-hmm. He's talented in all aspects. He doesn't just have to be funny. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, check that out if you like Jonathan Colton, or if you just want to listen to some cool old covers that are brought to light now. What have you listened to, Shad? Um,
1: well, we got a, uh, a good handful of uh, new releases since we've been around. Mm, we um, got a good handful right here, if you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, we got the uh, the new Whitechapel album called The Valley. Uh, the Valley is a concept album. I know. I've um, heard about this. And I haven't listened to the whole thing uh, from
0: front to back, I must confess. Um, I've listened to uh, the single that they played on uh, Tao. T-A-O. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I call, it, I call it Tao from time to time. Gotcha. Rock 105, um, Tao. So... This
1: is... I haven't listened to Whitechapel in a bit. They've come out with, like, it seems like nine albums since I last listened to them. Uh, but there's a lot of singing in this uh-huh. album, uh, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know if it's the their singer uh, that's singing or if they've I, got, like, featured I, no, singers I, I on think, there. I think
0: it is their singer. But gotcha. it's. Uh, he said on an interview that I had heard that the concept album was just written out of... Some of it was like personal stuff that had happened in his life, and he was just I writing see. from personal experience <laughs> to make this story more cumulative whenever it came out. Um, Interesting, But, uh, yeah, listen, I was really surprised that they would play it on TAO in the first place. It was on the segment that's like... Full Metal Jackie, yeah, some, that chick that she just plays more heavier music. And yeah, stuff. it's not like it's not actually a
1: TAO yeah. segment. It's one that like they go across. It's like cross country. Yeah, yeah they not... had
0: that. That was she. He was. They were interviewed by her on oh. that show, and yeah. that's why they played the single afterwards and that stuff. Makes sense. And I was just like, it really surprised me because this is like very like deep growl. It's parts of it sounded pretty radio friendly for the most part musically. Then I was just like, oh, cool, I can see why they would put this on there. There's there's, there's a little bit of everything for people that like just standard general heavy music or people that are fans of Whitechapel in general. Yeah. Uh, we also got Billie Eilish's full album, uh, the When, when we, we All Sleep. Fall Asleep, Where, Where Do,
1: Do We, we Go, go. Um, which I take it you have listened to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty good. She's pretty talented good. for yeah. a little 17-year-old girl. I listened to... Yeah, she. Yeah. Uh, uh, is maybe... she is she pretty talented just for a an artist?
0: Yes, and what I was getting ready to say because we watched, <laughs> I watched some videos that said like, "What does Billie Eilish sound like without autotune? And here's some clips of her in some live performances, some clips of her on uh some talk shows and stuff like that where she didn't have anything on anything and just as like vocally, she doesn't do the. <sighs> Breathy singer. Like most of the newer popper pop, pop mm-hmm. artists do and stuff, she just like actually has a genuinely beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm
1: still trying to get into it. I I know that there's a lot of hubbub around it, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for me yet, but I, I'm definitely listening to it, and giving it a shot. Uh, we got the full length album or the EP, full length EP, I guess, yep. of uh, of Strange Love from Simple Creatures, which is the the Mark Hoppus and Alex from all-time lows little thing which i've talked about a few times um it's good I've, I've listened to it a handful of times now it's a good
0: background kind of thing got suggested um, me on spotify but i don't think i ever listened to yeah. it yet at all
1: i mean if you don't really like uh blink 182 kind of post um, tom i mean well even i would say even just uh in general post like take off your pants and jacket like if you're not a fan of self-titled and beyond, like, it's probably not gonna be your favorite thing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, heavy on the pop version of, like, pop punk. Uh, which I like. I'm a, I'm a big pop punk fan, so it, it definitely speaks to me. Um, in the way that, like, it's not real deep. It's just kind of, like, light and fluffy and stuff. Um, we got a new single from Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties, which is uh dan campbell from the wonder years his other band which is kind of more of a country folk kind of a, a band uh song called running toward the light cool uh which is it's good i've listened to it a lot of times um it's more of the same in a good way they are gonna be around here locally i believe in may i'm gonna try to catch that show should cool be, should be pretty cool i think they're playing a foobar foobar i don't know maybe Maybe might be lying. Um, and then uh, Devin Townsend's Empath album came out, mm-hmm. uh, which That's was weird. swell. It was amazing.
0: Um, I listened to it and I wanted to give it a whirl and stuff. And it is, <laughs> I told, is exactly how I kind of phrased it to Mandy. For me, this album is not for me. <laughs> Albeit, I know that this guy is a genius he yeah. ever since the word. But in a lot of sense, that whenever a genius tries to write an album. It definitely you you can tell it it is what it is whenever it comes out. In the same vein of people like Frank Zappa, whenever he wrote albums, you could tell that dude was probably a genius, but he was so fucking all over the board yeah with what he was writing. It was just like way too ahead of its time and also still not even like in time half of the time. And it's not like I was looking for something to be straightforward or anything. Yeah. It's just this t- this like from Genesis, that first track, yes. On, it's just like, takes so many fucking turns. <laughs> and some of it I really, really dig and I really, really like. But there was parts of it. Um, we'll just say Genesis for example. Whenever you first get to the Gravity Beats, Blast beat segments mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it's... Uh, There's parts of it where it sounds like it should be appropriate, and then we bring it back again, and whenever we bring it back again, I almost feel like we don't need it anymore, and it starts sounding like uh, there's another band that basically just does that all all the time. Yeah. Um, Death Haven. Okay. They're, they're, they're another. They won like a fucking Grammy for best metal performance like two different years in a row. Oh, I see. Wow. Um, and it's just that the whole time it's yeah. just like, nah, 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 and it's just like fucking white noise. Yeah. To a point, and it, it gets to be a little much. And to me, I think it's awesome, but at the same time, I don't need that much of it. And <laughs> even he, in those little like twenty minutes or twenty seconds, se- uh, little segments of it. That's what I said. His his was more tame. Yeah, but it was like we went back and forth. It's, it's like almost like he, he Whenever a, a genius writes their music, they can't decide where they're wanting to go because they have so many ideas and so much creative shit that's in their head. And whenever they throw it up onto the album, you know, both literally and figuratively, um, it's just all over the board. And it's cool as far as like a prog metal album goes, and and I really enjoy it. That opening track that sounds all beachy and shit, and it kind of bleeds into, mm-hmm. bleeds into uh, to Genesis or whatever from there. Um, the transition's really good. The rest of the album's good too. Um, I, 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 like I said, it just I, there are parts of it that I didn't really resonate with, and it just I, that's just how I I process my stuff. If it's I can respect the talent of the artist, but yeah. it gets to a point where it's so fucking all over the board that I'm just like. It's a little too much for me. I'm going to have <laughs> dumb my brain down a smidge and not listen to this. That's funny. Yeah, I was in. I loved it. Um,
1: it's it's a, a really good time. There's a song that stood out to me uh, for more than one reason on there, uh, besides the songs I'd already heard. Uh, there's a song called Why in there, uh, which is very much, like, it could just be a stage mm-hmm. show thing with, like, probably a, a total of maybe 30 to 40 seconds of, like... a a kind of a a heavy metal death metal kind of segments sprinkled into it, but mostly just like a real like belted out. I'm going to tell you a a musical story, uh, kind of a song. And it was just like, wow, this is crazy coming out of this in the middle of there. Uh, but his range and his uh, ability to, Change from one thing to another, and the different vocal styles, and half the time not even him singing, but yes, which I also was like at first. I was like, "Well, he's the singer," but like, there's a lot of other, Mm -hmm. but it's he's he's not the singer. He is the he is the orchestra. He is Mm -hmm. is, he's that's why I meant he's he's literally all over the board on the things. He's the conductor of that show, and uh, I was I was definitely impressed with that. I I will continue to listen to that thing over and over again because it is a little bit. Changes a lot of directions and so what is fun for me is to oh, I mean, understand like, the different directions. It's
0: very avant-garde and more so in the vein of it took like what we were trying to do with dying in slow motion as our band a long time ago and trying to be more math core and progressive metal and changing like time signatures every like, you know, four measures basically and coming up with something that's completely new to where you didn't listen to the same exact thing more than once yeah um and it gets to those gaps and stuff like that with them it took what we were trying to do and it escalates it like 20 fold yeah way more way more talented yeah (laughs) um
1: i also i kind of wrote down that i listened to a little bit of that Britton buchanan's Mm -hmm. uh he's only got some on on at least on google play he's just got I guess he was on one of those music shows, mm-hmm. um, The Voice, I think. Yeah, he was. That's he. he I think he got like fourth place. Or so something he's like. got like a, a real long album of all his voice mm-hmm. stuff.
0: But there's none of his originals are on there, which sucks because I really. It's the same same way with uh, with Spotify. He's never recorded or put those out yet. I gotcha. Um, he's still like he did the voice and then was on a couple of small things and then after that went on started doing this tour. So it's it's yeah. not really been that long that he's been actually doing things out yeah so. um, but yeah if
1: you if you get a chance to check out maybe some like YouTube videos of him and whatnot I'm sure there's some shit out there but mm-hmm. Britton Buchanan was pretty good um, and then uh, a couple other mentions there's a band called Lovely the Band mm-hmm. um, you've heard of this band? I've heard of the band I've never listened to them. They've, they've got a song you've heard it before um, it's uh I like that you broke, you broken like me. That's all do, 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 do. You know what I'm talking about? No. Kind of cage the elephanty. I get um, it. Um but it's like... um they were on um uh, uh American Idol hmm. the, the other night as like one of the collaborator bands. Um but the guy for the the singer, singer like singer guitar player for Lovely the band is uh, the half of um, Oh Honey, which was like a a boy-girl kind of folky pop duo. Uh, I wouldn't even say pop. I'd say like folk indie kind of thing. And they did like a a Mitchy Collins. Yeah, Mitchy. Uh, he he went, He was with Oh Oh Honey was the name of the band. And uh, they had uh, a lot of good songs, and I really dug them. And so. If you like Lovely the Band and you like that song Broken, um, go check out Oh Honey. Uh, They sound nothing like Lovely the Band, but it's the same singer. So I thought that'd be fun to to share. Side note. And then uh, not a a band, but I did want to mention because we don't typically mention anything like this. But um, there is a a podcast uh, called Campus Comics Cast, which is done by our local comic book shop. The Campus Comics. And uh, one of the guys I work with is on the show, as well as uh, Mike, who runs the show, runs the store, and then then also joined by Scott, who runs the Berg Comics uh, and Berg Comic Con um, in Harrisburg. So uh, they do a a show, I think, every other week or so, every Mm -hmm. week, uh, depends on how everything rolls. But one of the shows they do every month is they actually go through the whole previews uh for comics so so they kind of go through and let you know what's cool and what's coming up and uh we go through and we touch a little bit of comics but if you like the comic section of what we do i definitely recommend you checking out campus comic campus comics cast um i've been kind of catching up on it which made me think like we've never gave them a nod and uh i listen to them all the time and uh, i'm friends with mike and with with uh dan who's on the show so uh,
0: i thought i'd i'd mention that uh, Absolutely. a little
1: d- um, speaking of...
0: I have not read any. You haven't read any nope. of them things? I'm doing a bad job on uh, on promoting us talking about comics. <laughs> You're fine. I've not had a chance to read any of them, I've, so you give I've, me a f- little I've flavor. Read a, I've
1: read a good poop ton, actually, nice. because... When we rolled over into the new month um, on Comicsology Unlimited, mm-hmm. they give us a bunch of new comics. Nice. Uh, but what they also do is they take away some comics, mm-hmm. such as is the thing that happens with the subscription services. Yes. We give you new things, but we got to take away some things. Yep. Um, and when that happened, I was like, oh, there's some books I want to read on here that are getting ready to come off of here. So I, I had the scheme um, to do, which was I'm going to borrow a bunch of these books... Download them onto my tablet and then take my tablet offline so that it doesn't end the subscription of them. Smart. Um, it worked, which was cool. So I read a lot. Um... What I found after I got done reading what I was gonna read, and I was like, ah, these other ones get taken away, whatever. I turned back on online and didn't make me get rid of them. They're still downloaded. You keep on my, them until you're done. Until basically. I re- yeah. yeah. As long as I have borrowed them and I've downloaded them, you keep them until they're still you're, yeah. good. And yep. then whenever you take them back, and you're like, oh wait, no, no, then you can't get them they're back. Gone. Yeah. But what I did read. Out of all those, and everything that I read was all things that expired on Comixology Unlimited. So if you like my recommendations and you have Comixology Unlimited, you won't be able to read them. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, First up is the Flintstones, Volume 1, which is the kind of revised version of the Flintstones that they did a couple years back.
0: Set in a dystopian
1: future. It was kind of, no, that was Scooby-Doo. One man. Uh, So Flintstones was just kind of a more realistic take on the Flintstones. And I was like, "Oh, they got Volume One on there. I'll
0: read like the first ten pages of it and whatever." And then, wouldn't it be cool if they did like a uh, a CW Riverdale esque series, but with the Flintstones, and they made it like a real drama? (laughs) They pulled it off with Archie, and I was really surprised. I I don't uh, know if they'll get it. I don't. I don't think they could. But I just, I just thought about that after you said it, like a more real take, and I was just like. What would that be like if they was, like, really being serious about it?
1: It was kind of like the, uh... But they
0: still just, like, they get mad and then Barty's just like, come on, Fred, let's go. And they get in the car and they fucking do the scoot thing still while they're getting away, but they're, like, being serious about it. Like, it was pretty much, uh, (laughs) like, you could have pulled this off
1: and kind of, I guess they did, it's very, like, it could be Roseanne. You know, it could be any of those, (laughs) like, more realist, like, like, down-to-earth, uh, more real family kind of stories. But the Flintstones did, uh, but it was it was really uh, more interesting than I thought. I ended up reading the whole first volume of it. Um, I downloaded it as a joke, and it was not nearly as jokey as I thought. Um, you know, they go through. Uh, you know, Fred and Barney were in the war uh, against like some tree people or some weird shit like that. In yeah, um, war, they uh, they had a war, so they're veterans. Uh, oh, they're vets. Yeah, they're vets. Um, and they go through, and then they kind of deal with, um, the new technologies, and like they kind of cover everything that is like happening in modern times, but they just put it in in Funstone times. I got you. Um, I don't, I wouldn't be like, oh, read this above anything super cool, but like if you're just looking for a light read, that's kind of like these are familiar things to me, but are slightly different. It's it's an interesting take on it. Um, Or if you're just like a
0: hella big fan of
1: the Flintstones. If you're a hella big fan of the Flintstones, you might hate it. Um, Oh, really? I don't know. Hmm. You could go either way. These aren't my Flintstones. Oh, wow. Uh, I read the Justice League Power Rangers team up from 2017. Ooh! Um, And what I found... I like the Power Rangers, like the original mm-hmm. Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those. Um, the The original Power Rangers. I like the the movie, like the first Mighty Morphin mm-hmm. Power Rangers movie, is really good. So wait, the first movie was that with Ivan. Yeah. Ooze. Yeah.
0: What was was there a second movie that was around that time or no? That they started. That's like they branched off into dinosaurs after that. Like, okay. Because that's that was the it essential started. thing. That the whole first movie is why they went to the new suit or like the new like, like the zords, dinosaurs or whatever yeah, the dinosaurs
1: yeah. um yeah so like that kind of transitioned into that and i don't there i'm sure there were plenty of movies afterwards but there weren't any that were just there were as good as that yeah, yeah. and that cat there was never a cast as good as that cast and right um and i'm speaking from the kid who watched it so of course it's there's never a cast as good as right. that somebody else's is going to be something else but so this power rangers are those power rangers it's Jason and Trini and whoever else and cool. and uh, all them um, and Justice League and just like you have with the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co- crossover, one of them gets blasted into the other one's city and they're like, "Who are these people?" and blah blah blah. Um, but it was kind of written well. Um, I find that I've read a couple of the Power Rangers books since they started to do the comics, um, and they're just kind of good too. Like, there's nothing. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with them if if you're not it's kind of the Flintstones realm if you're not really diving into a hardcore story and you just want something light that's not gonna you don't have to read a hundred issues before you get to it to know what the fuck's going on sure. um, it's good it was it was a, yes. an interesting little take and they put it all back together but you know left it wide open to where they they could do something else but essentially you know Zed. Uh, and not Zed the like DJ. Uh yeah, I know I do, the <laughs> uh, villain. Teams up with um uh Brainiac and, and there's like a whole thing of like that's cool Brainiac can bottle uh the, the town where uh was Angel Grove. Mm-hmm. Um and then Zed can kinda take over it and all this stuff. And so it was it was kind of an an interesting little thing. Like I said, real light read, nothing that really got you like thinking too much about it. Um also read Dominique Lebeau Voodoo Child which is a Vertigo title from I think the early 2000s it's like a six, six seven part issue no, uh, I've miniseries never heard of this. where uh, and Dominique Lebeau is Marie Lebeau who is like the voodoo queen yeah, yeah, yeah. of New Orleans it's her granddaughter and oh. it's kind of uh, her coming into power and, and there's kind of some things and was a little bit of a confusing book but not liking the New Orleans history it was very rich in that, and it was kind of just a, a, a good read also. Um, anything that has to be has to do with New Orleans is always interesting to me because there's yeah. a lot of history and lore that you can just build off of. It's kind of naturally there, and you don't have to make up stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Or you just kind of can build onto it and make things that are stories more, put them into the real world, and mm-hmm. boom, there you go. You got a comic. Yeah. Um, and then I read Day Tripper, which is... Day uh, Tripper. A book that is uh Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon, the, the twin brothers from Fabio uh, um where are they from? South America. Brazil. Brazil. Uh these are, the, these are uh Gabriel Ba is the artist behind uh the uh, Umbrella Academy books. Um and then he he and his brother do stuff together as well.
0: Um you look like you're thinking. I was trying to think of what Fabio Moon also did. Uh, he's got some stuff that are that because the name sounds familiar, but I can't think of what it is. Yeah, I saw your wheels spinning. Yeah. Uh, but so
1: they they work on this book, uh, Day Tripper. They both have pretty similar artist style, so I don't know what where one picks up and one where where one leaves off, and how they work because they're both artists, they're both writers. So sure. Um, but essentially, the story of Day Tripper is, uh, this guy who goes through life and he is he dies at the end of every issue Um, but it's at different points of his life and each issue is titled a different number which is the age that he is when he dies and so it goes through all of these different versions of his death and uh, tells those stories of what would have happened if he went this direction or this direction but it's all out of order so it's kind of discombobulated Um, but it's a real interesting that's what it is kind of tell what is it he did stuff with american vampire before oh yeah uh but it's it's just a really interesting and really pretty book um that takes place in brazil um and it's about this dude and he just goes through life and dies at different points of his life but it tells his life story and how how he reacted to things and and made different life choices um so day tripper was pretty cool
0: that seems awesome
1: uh and then that was that's all I read of of the Comicsology Unlimited. But then I did want to mention real quick: DC Universe is uh, beefing up their shit. They have vowed to add Hates some fiber. Uh, yeah, they this this week they're they're throwing in a couple thousand comics from the like golden a couple and thousand, s- yeah, a couple thousand Jesus. from the golden and silver age. Um and then by the end of this month they will have twelve thousand titles in there. Jesus added to Christ. It. um that's
0: smart to do though. They you are put on
1: that old all that old shit. They're they're Marvel unlimiting it. They're yeah. everything they've got digital, they're loading into there. Um up until I think that's twelve months is mm-hmm. what they're giving it, which is I think right about the same time that they're doing they do yeah. that. Um so we're getting everything, which
0: was kind of one of the main complaints from the
1: comic audience on initially Universe. whenever they
0: started talking about it that was something that i thought they were promising like from the get i can't remember exactly what they had said uh with it all but i think that that was a major
1: complaint is like yeah that's great and we even talked about it a couple times it's like yeah yeah we got the app but we've got issue one mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it so so this will be really cool and this will really compete with how They've kind of teamed up with Comixology Unlimited. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got books in there. And it sounds like they'll have Comixology books um, in their Unlimited program. But they're going to take them away. And it's going to be in and out This is going to be their mainstay. Like, we got the whole library over here. But you can get your first taste over on Comixology. You can get Volume 1 and Volume 2 of of the Snyder and Capullo run of Batman. Yeah. But if you want 3 or whatever, you're going to have to come over to our side
0: and read it there. So... They're definitely working on that. Um I it's did, still a shame though it didn't work out how we said and they went over to And they may cool still, still gone to Hammes I mean <laughs> I they're
1: definitely going they're definitely going big with this right now, um, which tells me that things aren't working out as great as they had hoped. Um they're try, they're really trying to get their readers. They're trying to get their people they did a whole uh, thing where you can go on there, I think right now even, and watch the first episodes of all their new shows. Mm-hmm. Like you can go and watch the first episode of Titans and the first episode of Duke Patrol and the first episode of uh, the Justice League, Young Justice Outsiders, mm-hmm. um, all for free. So they're really trying to get people in there to be like, check this out. Um, in my opinion, they've got a lot more work to do on their app. That's And that's where a lot of these companies usually are, is like, they, cool, they've got content, but if I can't access that content well... Then I might as well not even have it. Right. So that's what they've got to work on a little bit more, and I see them definitely having to work on
0: over the next couple of months. I I finally, I feel like it's one of those projects that with the it's the same way with a lot of uh, the, a lot of games that you see nowadays that come out that are promising a lot of big things, and then they have a tendency to flop because they're like have a really. Strong release window but everything they promised like Fallout 76 you know everything they promised with all their stuff within that launch just flopped and it was just a huge big pile of shit and they're trying to gradually pick up a bunch of different things that I always have a tendency to believe like if you bought the game or if you just don't want to play it or if you're wanting to wait and see how it unfolds give it like a good year and then once it hits that year mark they usually have majority of their shit kind of fleshed out Yeah. I wouldn't be. This came out in what September last year. Or yeah, it was kind of an early release. Early release of September. I somewhere, think October was yeah, official. Some, maybe somewhere in that in that window, I bet this year we'll probably see this app. It, as long as it's still doing okay, even if it doesn't have like the huge numbers, we'll probably see them finish doing everything that they've said they were going to have sorted out. We'll yeah. have stronger. Maybe not as many, like, viewers or readers or anything like that, but you'll still have, like, a really thick library from, like, all of their stuff. You'll have... Oh, they're going to you know, finish that this month. Like, that'll be this month. I yeah, just meant, know, like, don't. even more so. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, eventually. well,
1: it seems like... No, this... I think that they're having everything by the end This, of this will month. be everything? Yeah. Like, they're going to have everything that's been digitized. So... Obviously, there's certain issues and certain books that aren't digitized yet, and they'll add those as they go. Yeah. I think that's how Marvel Unlimited does their things as well, is mm-hmm. that that you you with every month you get some new books, but you also get some older books, and it's like, oh, why are these older books coming through? And it makes sense because it's like, well, we're just kind of digitizing
0: our library as we go, too. So it gives some new content yeah. in there. But... I think Marvel's still trying to play catch-up with it, though, too, because there's a lot of newer stuff that was on Marvel Unlimited that would be runs that i would try to read and it didn't finish out what was on there and it wasn't that they i would assume they should have a digital version of this on there it was just like yeah, maybe in the next two months they would add on like the next five books of this series of something oh, whether it be a star wars series i was reading or whatever And be like here's the first 40 issues read through those and they're like okay well this is clearly not how the story ends And then I go and type up on Research Online and be like, oh, there's 90 issues of this story on there. And they'll be like, okay, well, here's up to 45 now. And then next month, oh, here's up to 50. And if
1: it's Legends, though, it may not have been ever digitized in their system. That's true. And, like, it's Dark Horse has it, but I don't know if Dark Horse was like, here's all your digital files that you can do whatever you want with. I wonder if they made them do their own versions and stuff. Um, But, yeah, we'll kind of see. I realized I was going probably all about everything kind of wrong with the app because my tablet sucks with that app. It mm-hmm. goes in, I've talked about it before, it goes into landscape mode and I can't kick it up vertical ever um, unless I'm reading the actual book. I can't just scroll through stuff. Uh, but I'm a beta tester and not like that's a high, pr- I'm like, I'm a beta tester and no, I should know like- these things. Everybody can be a beta tester, but yeah. uh, there's a there's a, a thing through the Google Play Store where you can actually give your feedback directly there. I've, I've submitted it three different ways before that with no response. I still don't have a response. Yeah. But is, that's, that's the probably way. the better way to do it, I guess, is to re- respond
0: through the beta testing avenue than anything else. That's the way it used to be with uh, Xbox. You could, depending on how long you've had your Xbox Live account, and, you know, your reputation that's on there, because they ha- used to have, like, reputation thing on there if you were, like, good online. For, not, I see. Not a good player online, but, like, if you're, you're a, respectful. a respectful person, you're not shitty, you know, to everybody else or anything like that. Um, then you could be, like, an alpha tester even on there, which I was at one point in time, but you, they were like, you'll get stuff, like, upwards of six months in advance before it's even finalized mm-hmm. on, you know, as far as updates go and how things function and work on your Xbox. And... I was I, I entered into the program you have to start off as a delta user and then you go up to beta I was at beta and then I went from beta to alpha eventually um, because they had seen that I supported you basically have to go on these things they call quests on there um, it's basically like taking surveys answering questions and stuff for them based off of what you' what you're build and what you're using feedback and feed on there. Kind of things like that and so I got into the alpha program and the alpha program was so... They even said, you know, like, you'll have to realize that what we give you is, like, three to six months out, and it you, you're you going to give us feedback for it and stuff, but some of the stuff might be unstable. Yeah. There was some stuff that was on there that was unstable that I wasn't the only person that had the issues with. That I made myself even I un- exited out of that program because I was like, I'd rather have the base stuff that none of these people have and know that it's somewhat stable and versus trying out the stuff, which is cool to how you get the little tryout stuff. But for whatever reason, beta builds of like apps and the way that that was working and stuff mm-hmm. had a tendency to kind of act hinky, but it was like as soon as I went back and I cut off that program and I was just using the base build of what was in my Xbox at the time yeah. prior to getting a software update or anything for whatever was coming down the pipe, it would, it would work way better. Yeah. So it just sucks, you know, and, and I, I didn't get any other feedback from, Like you said, you know, from Microsoft, from anything that I would suggest if I was like this function that you put on here, I'm giving ones because I couldn't even hear anything like I had opened this app and the audio was fucking gone. Like it was just something that was broken with it and I didn't get anything back with it It never got fixed. Until they like eventually did the software update that came out to everybody. Yeah, I'm just like it's cool. I mean, I'm sure they probably heard it, but it would be nice to know that you actually heard yeah. what I was talking about. Like and maybe they thanks. We we'll appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're working on it. Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're you're an alpha. You're you're stumping. You're stand out more so than the other people because you're trying to help them develop. Basically, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see though. I'm, I'm excited for hopefully what they can do. Um. And, you know it's one of those things though if it if it isn't a usable interface, it's still gonna be difficult to justify renewing it after a yeah. year. But you know we' we are technically official launch was I think sometime in December. you know you got it kind of early. they were you know they're being gracious of it. There may be an official launch on there at some point, but if that if December, if I'm thinking right, then we're we're five months into this thing. Um, you, they've they've improved a lot of things. They've continued with their content. They've not never lacked on content as far as video content. Um, there's a lot of great things in there, and it seems like for most people, and on my phone even, the 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 layout issue that I'm experiencing doesn't happen there. So it's something specifically to my
0: tablet or to tablets like yeah. mine. Um, That's so it. I've had I've had that too with uh, apps that I'm I can't remember which one it is. I. I don't know if it's SoundCloud. There, there's an app that I have that's available on my phone, on my tablet, and it might be SoundCloud. My phone, my tablet, my PC, and the consoles, because there's an, a SoundCloud app on like, ah, the Xbox yeah. and, and on PlayStation 2, I believe. Um, but I, I've had access to it, and it being like a beta bill, you'll see like, oh, well, it works totally fine on the console and on your PC, but then my tablet will have some weird hinky issue that is specifically only yeah. to this, and then it's on fine on your phone, or... Fucked up on your phone somehow, but everything else it's working fine yeah. on, and yeah, yeah. So
1: hopefully they'll get they'll get it fixed, um, and I can do some more reading on there. In the meantime, I probably won't do a lot of reading still. I can't even. It's been a long time since I've even yes, read man. anything on uh, on the DC Universe app. Yeah. Um, but I, it's cool. I st- you know, I love the DC Universe. I just don't uh, make time for shit that doesn't work for me sometimes. So, um. You ready for some palms, dude?
0: Let's do some palms at the dot. <laughs> Palm, palms at the dot, dot. What you got for me? What's your palms at this dot? Um,
1: well, I started reading East of West. Yeah? Um, like, I mean, when I say start, I mean, like, I probably read, like, five pages.
0: Yeah? Um. So Did you like those five pages? They were good. There was, it, was a, <laughs> it was a great five pages. I'm telling you, like, it takes a bit because you'll get into it, that first bit, but there's, like, a first, like, maybe, I want to say, like, 20, 30 pages where you'll be like, I get it, and it's cool that it's building up to this, and then once you start getting a little bit more character development, like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I'm in it. I'll, I'll definitely read it. Um, so East of West, Volume One, and uh, I'm gonna try to get back into Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, cool. Um, and I think I stopped after Season Two. We're heading into one. Season Five, mm-hmm. so I've got two seasons to catch up on. There's been a lot of things that have developed over the last couple of seasons that I think could bring me in, but I just got to give it time to yeah. do that. And um, so, in your we're we're past Walking Dead. Um, it's kind of hard to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead while Walking Dead's going on. It's not yeah, yeah, my yeah. favorite thing. That's too many dead things at once. Yeah. Um. So I think I'll try it out. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get an episode or two in. Good. Over the next week or two,
0: and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, Mine is uh, I'm hopefully going to either get very close or completely finish Season 9 of Walking Dead. Um, I don't really know for sure what we're planning on doing afterwards, but I'm just going to have that be my palm. that I want to focus on that as a show. And we're pretty in it right now. Obviously, when Game of Thrones starts, we'll be in on that too, but we won't be able to watch those until Mondays because it hits HBO uh, now as soon as it's finished airing, but by the time it's done airing, it's like... 11 or 12 on Sunday. I work on Sundays anyways, and I don't get home until 12. She's not going to be up, so we plan on watching them on Mondays. Gotcha. Um, So Game of Thrones starts pretty soon. We'll be watching that, but Walking Dead. Cool. Uh, I'm going to read Oblivion Song Volume 2. I purchased it uh, this past week. I just never got a chance to sit down and read any of it, but I'm excited to dip back into that world because I really, really enjoyed it the first time around. Um, And then I also picked up... um, the Ace Attorney Trilogy, um, the Phoenix Wright games that they used to have for like the DS. Um, basically, it's almost like a, it's a very story narrative driven game that is like you take the role of Phoenix Wright, this attorney. Um, it's very, it's like a it's, lawyer. hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Like a lawyer. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a lawyer and you're doing the lawyer thing. Like you're in court, you're, you know, prosecuting or defending whoever it may be. Yeah. And, uh, it has this big overarching story with this character and, uh, it spanned, they have three big titles that came out, um, on the DS. Now, I don't know if any of them was the 3DS even, but they did an HD remaster of them and they bundled them all together and they put it out on console. So you can pick it up on uh, switch PS4 and Xbox one. Now I got it on my Xbox since it's in here in the office. And uh, I'm excited to dip into it because it's been out for forever. I've always seen it and been interested in it, but I've never played one before ever. So um, I picked that up, and I'm, I'm definitely excited to check that out. Nice. But, uh, that's oh, a... what's I, up? I forgot to tell you. I watched uh, I, one of my
1: my palms last time was mm-hmm. uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars the shorts. Yeah, uh, I watched all those. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're a thing. You watched them before, right? I don't know. I watched I them. I've got them on. Probably not sequentially. Um, I DVD do too. Or something? Yeah, um, I I don't know if I've watched them. I feel like I watched them when they first came out, like maybe out of order. Sure. Um, there's not a lot going on with those. No, um, I mean
0: it's just short little fun things. Yeah. That got him to do. Yeah. Like animation wise. That
1: art style is not my favorite either. That's oh, the, the Samurai Jack guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Um, and it just kind of lacked any kind of like structure to it. being shorts. Yeah. And but ran together as a movie, I think it was really not effective. Yeah. Um, so um, my next journey into that is gonna—I'll um, hit up that that full-length movie they did before they started the series. Mm-hmm. Um, see how that plays out. So I'm interested. Um, I also wanted to mention, since we first, since we last got together, April Fool's Day happened. Yes. Did you get gotten by any April Fool's Day posts? Um, that kind of ring out for you, and
0: you're like, ah, oh, you got me think there was one that was like I, I read and I was like I, Really? And then I found out that it wasn't really You're true. Like, but uh, I can't remember what it was. Never but I tried to tell Mandy I told Mandy like all throughout the day. I was just like, I'm gonna have to keep in mind that whenever I'm looking for news today that I can't trust anything. <laughs> there was some news that actually did happen on April first and whenever it happened I was just like, Really? I think the Borderlands announcement for like the Game of the Year edition and for Borderlands 3 happened on April Fool's Day. Oh. And they were just like, I mean, it's a real thing, so we're not joking with it or anything. Yeah. There was a, well, was a video of um, Maisie Williams that plays Arya Stark on Game of Thrones. She's, I think she's just like 18 or 19. She's one of the younger characters on the show. But um, she was on Jimmy Fallon. And... She did this thing where she was talking. They were talking about. and She was like, "I can't really say anything about spoilers." And he was talking about like all the seasons past, big things that have happened to her character. And she was just, like, "Is there anything that you can, just a little tidbit or anything that you can give to us? You know, from season eight. You know, it does just like a little crumb. You doesn't have to be anything big." And then uh, she was just like, "Well, she's like, it's just interesting how Arya's arc has always gone, spanning from all these things and dying in the second episode of season eight, and she just like stops." She just, like, looks at the camera and is just, like, fucking... She's, like, can we edit this out? And, like, it was, like, a big April Fool's thing, but the way that she acted and did it and stuff, it looked, like, super fucking sincere. You might have thought she was an actress. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was, like, super, like... She was, like, making herself shake and stuff. Like, she was, like, look like she was, like, legitimately, like, oh, HBO is gonna fucking kill me kind of a thing. But then they... Uh, she was just like I'm, I'm gonna, and then she started walking off stage, and then she walked behind the curtain. Jimmy got up and walked back there, and was like, "Is Maisie back there?" And she peeks her head, and that both go, "Hey, brother! And I was just like, "That was pretty cool." Yeah. I mean, I kind of saw it coming after it got to a point where her, Jimmy is not great at acting, so you could tell he was the one that was kind of giving it away. But the first initial shock of it, yeah. after she says it, the genuine delivery of it was just like she seemed like she was just like, "Oh, we're fucked." That's funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's funny. I uh, I didn't get gotten by much, uh, except for I flagged an article to talk about, and it was going to be one of my openers. Mm-hmm. And then, as I was like, oh, we didn't talk about this, I better look, I better bring it up. And then I was like, oh, under this April 1st, Brunchables, the, <laughs> the new line of Lunchables for your breakfast, where you can get a little breakfast sausage and cheese sandwich with a little muffin.
0: I was like, that's a pretty cool concept. That is April fucking fools Watch them try to actually I think there's a lot of people that do April Fools with their products and stuff like that and then sometimes they actually try to like they see make how people it happen like, if they're like
1: oh that's a great idea. yeah like, like that okay. seems
0: like something that they'd be like just for like a limited run in May we're gonna try out the thing we were just joking about because yes. it seemed like people were interested in it yeah I thought it was real cool. real cool. Yeah, people, I think, they seem like they're interested in you, so if they were going to talk to you, where would they find you? Uh, they would
1: find me at Shad Schubert. Uh, I fell asleep on the keyboard. I had a small stroke. I just laid on the S for a second. Uh, at Shad Schubert on all of uh, like the Facebook and the Instagram and the uh, Twitter. Um, and then uh, there's a website, uh, shadschubert.com. Uh maybe there's something up there by now. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I'm not from the future. Whoa. You aren't? How about
0: you? I'm not from the future either. Is that what you were talking yes, about? That's exactly
1: <laughs> what I was talking about. But if you were from the future, where would people ask you about the uh the farmer's almanac? Uh
0: if you want to find me in the future and then also in alternate nineteen eighty five where 1984. Biff- Five, But 1984 is the new uh, that is the Horror new, Story. the new American Horror If you wanted to find me in... Come one, come all. Uh, if you want to come with me uh, to a land of not come... Well, that random hero. XIX. <laughs> on everything. Just all like always. Whenever you... Um, when you hear... When you say, I'm going to go to Aldi. Do you say, I'm going to go to Aldi? Or do you, I'm going to go to Aldis? I definitely go Aldi. But I feel a little bit like a pretentious asshole. Okay. So, like, do you know what I mean? like yeah. Oh, a lot I know of exactly. Say, I mean, like like all Kroger's these. or Kroger. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of those and I was just paying attention to it earlier and I was just like, somebody somebody made a post on that was just like, I hate it whenever people say all these, whenever it's all the, and I'm just like, yeah, is, I, can, I can see what you mean. It is pretentious, but at the same time, it's correct. And it's correct. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of things that people say wrong, especially in the area we live in. You, uh, love yous. I, I, my mom and other people use that. Love yous. Like, as love in, yous. like, love all of the people that are in the yeah. general vicinity Youngs. of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, where you're yous. at. But I'm just like, it's supposed to be love you all. Yeah, I love you all. Like, but yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I just want to bring that up at the end of the episode and make yeah. this really awkward. Like, I, I, uh, no,
1: you can't, there's no way to say, like, I feel New Zealand in a different way. No, you can't say it in just like a, I, I've heard Nazar. I feel New Zealand's. <laughs>
0: this has been an IFNZ production.